Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Trenches Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Football is here, and obviously life is good. I'm not alone on this stage. It's actually packed today, and this is going to be one of the greatest days of the week for this entire football season. Wednesdays were kind of a day that nobody really liked on football yeah. season. Yeah. Okay, the previous week is too far behind us. The mm-hmm. upcoming weekend is just a few days away, but there's no real chatter. Injuries aren't really new at this point. Teams are just trying to figure it out. Wednesdays are the driest day whenever it comes to football season when you're talking about uh, NFL talk show. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this year, we stacked it. We said, hey, what are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you what. Big-time announcement happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, for this entire season, a man will be joining us every single Wednesday who happens to be a first-ballot Hall of Famer who got to the quarterback better than anybody else. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Watt will be joining us. Not only today, but every single Wednesday going forward. Can't wait to hear what he has to say about T.J. Who had three sacks and two fumbles, uh, forced fumbles, in a game that he got dominated against the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. Also, what's his thoughts on some other D linemen or pass rushers around the league? Can't wait to enjoy the season alongside him. We will also be joined every single Wednesday by our former fat friend, now very skinny friend, Mm -hmm. who will be breaking down offensive line football and his thoughts as a man who played 12 years in the NFL, is a Super Bowl champion, as a player and a coach. He's Jockey Moon. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, AQ Shipley. Let's go. Obviously, joining us every Monday through Wednesday for the entire season, nine-year NFL vet, a man who played every position in the secondary, would be with us all week, but he does a show that nobody watches, although it's a good show. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius J. Bob. Good show. Great it's a good show. How's gambling? What's it? It's on uh, 1.30 a.m., 2 a.m., yeah, ESPN2, ESPN+. Plus. It stream is very, it, yeah. What's when that? You stream, it, you stream it anytime you want. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. NFL uh, matchup show. It's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. We watch the show. Yeah. It's a good show. Every week. I'm right. But I have a conversation with every human that I meet. It's the first thing I say to him. You know, I met Joe Namath this past weekend at College Game Day. First time getting a, a chance to chat with a Western Pennsylvania quarterback. Great. A man who went down to Alabama. Then, obviously, goes on a college shot at the New York Jets. Now, after his uh, career ends, there's certainly some decisions yeah. that get made because yeah. he is a yep. human. But to see where he was at the age of 80 this past weekend was awesome. Yeah. I mean, he was quick. He was yeah, on I it. Been. And I said, hey, you watch NFL matchup show? And he said, what? Who's that? I was like, me? well, you look, is that because you're 80 right there? That's the first question I asked. He goes, no. Not because of Moda. What is that show? So we need more people to watch that show. Yep. Because if it if it wasn't for that show, Debo would be here all week, and we'd all be very appreciative of. So since he's not, let's at least at least make it worse. Okay. Exactly. NFL matchups on ESPN the Ocho. <laughs> what is it? On ESPN, ESPN two, and, and ESPN, on ESPN plus. Come on, Debo. Come on, now. We need to find it though, because it's yeah. you, Sal. Yep. Sal Powell and uh, Greg Cosell. Great show. Been around a long time. Long time. That's right. 1984. You, you do great work on there. 1984. So good. Sal does great work. That's yep. the last time someone saw it. Whoa! That's the talk to the table at Boss Carter and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Dad. Cowboys Town Diggs is here. And that show that just had a picture up on the backdrop there behind AQ Shipley's massive head, tiny oh, yeah. body, that is a good show. Mm-hmm. Great show. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Nixon was the third guy. Well, that, that's that, Greg Costell. Oh, that's uh, who looks just like Nixon. There's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, you're disgusting. Shout well, out to NFL matchup and shout out to uh, Darius J. Hell yeah, hey, hey, but okay, AQ. You know a lot has happened since last time we chat with you. First of all, you lose 75 pounds. Yeah. Congratulations. Maybe AQ. How much weight are you down? 60. 
Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. You look like a completely different person. You'll be doing In the Trenches in the third hour on YouTube and ESPN Plus. Huh? Yeah. Boom. NFL matchup. Here we go. Is it on there? It's it's on everything. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but on ESPN Plus, alongside NFL Matchup, we will also be live for the third hour of this program every single day, also on YouTube. Yeah. But In the Trenches will be in the third hour today and every single Wednesday going forward. We'll get a chance to chat about offensive line play. How was offensive line play around the NFL this past weekend and week one? Not to make excuses, but typically week one, always a little behind. Always a little behind. There was some good stuff, but we got we to pick it up moving forward, and they will. It's just getting the reps again. Preseason, a lot of the guys don't play. Now we're back in live form. The coaches on all of these teams are trying to hammer the reps. They don't get enough reps, so here we are. But we got some really good stuff this week. I can't wait to show it off. Okay, so let's talk about an offensive line story that kind of captivated uh, yesterday's headlines. The Athletic reported, and we still don't know if this mm-hmm. has been confirmed or not. No. Diana Rossini knows. She does. Oh, yeah. We respect Diana Rossini's inside information. We, we, she came out and said that Aaron Rodgers didn't want to do the cut block, uh, that happened not only on the play that got hurt, but also the first play where Makai Beckton went down. Then he ended up getting under pressure, having to turn, roll to his right, stumble, fall, throw the ball out of bounds, which we saw him do in the preseason game. But this cut block on the quick game thing was a conversation that allegedly happened behind closed doors. Aaron didn't like it. Offensive lineman liked it. Now we have a guy with a torn Achilles four plays into his tenure as a New York Jet. Is that something that is kind of mixing an old-school mantra with a new-school mantra? Like, how much has the offensive line room changed in the schemes, the strategies from the beginning of football? Or is that one of the most traditional places in football, the offensive line, where it's like, this is how it's done, this is what you have to do, doesn't matter the generation of humans coming in or what all the rules are saying. Yeah, I think from the beginning of time, when you look at it, especially at the tackles, as you saw on that play, the interior guys did not cut. Too close to the quarterback, you can't have that happen. But as the tackles, those edge guys get up the field so fast, and the quick game, typically it's going towards the sideline. Guys, hands down. And so that's what happened there. And whenever you saw that play, you see him get down and then get back up and make the play. So technically, Dwayne did his job. He's a pro. He's an all-pro at time, at a time in his career. And so when you see that, you don't think he screwed up. It's just coaches have been teaching that since the beginning of time. If it's quick game, let's try and get some hands down. Okay, so not necessarily blaming the offensive line coach. No. But also if Aaron Rodgers, who's known to extend some plays, says, hey, I don't like that, uh, Probably, I mean, that's going to be a full conversation going forward. Let's talk about the offensive lines, though. There was one particular place that did very well with the offensive line. Tua didn't even get touched. Mm. Here's a uh, here's a stat that I uh, got from Classic Hembo, Texas Morning. These are, these are awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, huge. I'm waking up in the morning. Okay, baby, uh, wife, mm-hmm. how are we doing? This morning, baby woke up. First time puking on herself while sleeping. Oh, oh yeah. Kind of scary. A little you know bit. I mean? yeah. That is kind of a scary thing because I've had friends that have puked on themselves while sleeping, and you always got to worry about them uh, dying, uh-huh. you know, because they're too boozed up. They right. can't handle whatever they're drinking. They're laying on their back, storing, <gasps> and then yep. puke, and then right back in there. That's very – Oh, yeah. That's like scary. So kind of a scary moment this morning that something slipped past the uh, – uh, the sound sure. meter mm-hmm. that got us to, would have us wake up or whatever, but she was so she had puke on oh, her face, oh yeah, nice. in her hair, and she's just laughing about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, so Kenzie's <laughs> a dog. That's awesome. That happened this morning. Then I go up, obviously, gonna do the morning thing where you let go of all the demons from yesterday, whatever you potentially ate, and let's do it. Let's go ahead and scroll through our internet, and then I'm just waking up to these texts now 
from Hembo that are just stats. <laughs> These are just yeah. stats around the NFL. I am so happy I have entered into this guy's orbit. I'm I'm relieving yesterday's demons. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just learning incredible things. There was a here's a crazy stat. Thank you, Hembo. Every stat you send is a crazy stat. Rogers was contacted the same number of times in week one, three, as Tua, who had 46 dropbacks without his left tackle, Teron Armstead. Wow. One team emphasized protection, obviously. The other emphasized trying to get a quarterback and some weapons. That's a thing that I think will carry this Miami Dolphins team, though. Without their best offensive lineman, they were able to protect Tua. If you're able to keep him alive, you're going to be a good spot. Is that offensive line going to be able to do this for the rest of the year? Is that a good indicator that they have it figured out? I don't necessarily know if they're going to be able to do it as well as they did in week one, but here's the one thing you got to really acknowledge. McDaniels is so good. He is so good. When you watch the way he schemes, all the play action, everything. Hold on, hold on. Did you say Josh McDaniels? Mike McDaniels. Oh, oh and I'm Laurel. Wow. Oh, Learn who you're talking about. Oh, that guy man. was a run game coordinator for the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, singular. Okay. Josh Mike McDaniels. McDaniels. Yeah. team coach. Yeah. This guy gets skinny, doesn't even know coach's name. Yeah, that's he's embarrassing. Wow. Working with the tight ends these days. <laughs> but he's unbelievable at the way he marries everything up. The way we get the play action, the way we get the run game, the tight end starting over here, coming back, making it look like it's run. It makes the offensive line's job so easy. And in this day and age, in today's game, making the offensive line jobs easy is so big. Hey, run game matters so right good. now. Run game matters a lot right yeah. now. Everybody thought we were going to go to the air raid stuff, and I think mm-hmm. there is still facets of that mm-hmm. around the league. But the teams that can run the ball well are going to be the teams that end up winning the game. And I'm very excited to kind of learn about who you mm-hmm. thought was good this past weekend. And who, did you did you point out any trash crap plays Ooh. from the offensive line? No crap. Plays. Smart. That's smart. smart. Good man. Okay. This guy's still trying to get a job. Also, right. be friends with everybody. Exactly. Yeah. D Buck comes out here and he's like, "Look at this guy getting bombed on." This guy. only show one one bet. Yeah, but you remember last year? Oh, it was just a, every, every low lights left and right. It was awesome. Yeah. That's real though. That's means. We got to see the bad. You know, you get that. You take it. You you know, learn from it. Move on. I'm just get saying that you're good. you're a mentally tougher person than I am. You know, like I had to give a speech to Sam Martin yesterday for the good of all punters. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, hey Sam, can't have it. You know <laughs> Ever I mean? again. Can't have what happened happen. And also, I watched that ball back, and I don't want to like <laughs> play armchair court. He could have got the ball out. Like, old buddy, whenever he cuts, Xavier Gibson cuts back, that ball's in his left hand. That thing's out like this, and Sam is standing right in front of him within arm's reach. If he does that double punch instead of to the head, if he tries to punch him in the abdomen, he might get the ball out, dude. That ain't Sam's job. Well, We we appreciated what you did as a punter, but, hey, a punter, a snapper, you got a job to do. The other nine guys, they got a job to do, and that's get him on the ground. That it, look, he makes that tackle. He gets hurt, and he's out for six weeks. Oh, there, there, well, we he almost got hurt doing that. Yeah. Get yeah. out the way, Sam. He got his drop hand in there, too. We yep. need to not have our drop hand punching at helmets there. But, like, I had to give a speech to Sam Martin, who I'm a big fan of. Like, hey, bub, can't have it, mm-hmm. okay? We just you hear, Do you see what everybody's saying now? Mm-hmm. It's, t- it's not good for any of us. That's right. You see it. You just fall. Pull a hamstring. Mm-hmm. We don't need that ever again. No. But you breaking down film on guys, I think, is an incredible mental toughness that I do not have. But also, I appreciate you doing it because fans of those teams and us watching at home often wonder, like, whatever the commentator says has to be right. Yeah, of course. Exactly. I mean, whatever yeah. the commentator, and there's guys getting mi- missed on the blame, and then there's people sneaking yeah. by pretty much that are definitely at fault. Oh, yeah. So we appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Maybe something to think about. Yeah. yeah. Burn some bridges. Well, okay. Listen, I know the way these guys go through film sessions with their own coaches. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing good. 
Even when it's good, it's not being told that it's good. So if I can give a little fluff piece here and there, it's pretty good. Listen, pretty good for the they, uh, they called us a sellout. Could you imagine what they would say to you? Oh, oh my this God. This new skinny body. Fluffing yeah. people. And it starts calling out offensive linemen. Oh, you can bounce out of the club. Yeah. You do look good. Thanks, man. I disagree, but. It's not what you said this morning. That is what I said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. First, what do we need to know? Whoa. First, that is what I said First thing when morning. I walked in the Hawk house. Look pretty good, man. You do look like, you still look like a Clydesdale. You know, you got, you're running on that treadmill and your fat ass was still there. You know, you got those. Uh, I still got the base. Yeah, the, what is that? Birthing hips? Yeah, boom. There it is. <laughs> yep, you do have those. Mm-hmm. And then your calves are huge. It's just your upper body is getting sculpted. I appreciate what you're doing. Thanks. Maybe go back and play. You look like you're in the best shape of your life. I know you're training with Ryan Bader, uh, obviously. Yeah. Heavyweight? Yep. Heavyweight. yep. Heavyweight champion of Bellator, longest ever. Crazy. And, and you're in his fight camp. Is that because of you? No, it's not because of me. I, in fact, actually, since the camp started, I... They kicked you out? No, but I stay away. I don't want to be a distraction. Wow. Bro, it's finally fight camp, and my now you're kicked God. out? Oh, my. You don't want to be a distraction when you're too good? Uh, no, it's, I, it, it looked real. Once I saw them in a cage and not on a mat, I said, I'm out. Oh, so uh, it started getting, like, too yeah, serious. Yeah, it started getting real. I thought you were going to go into the octagon. No, yeah, Somebody no. made you an offer from the Midwestern Knuckle yeah. up One of those. Fight yeah. conference. That's, that's right. A, that's, right? A legit, yeah. that's a very legitimate promotion, too. That's not just some random place. Yeah, some guy sent us an email that had a letterhead and everything. everything. Said, hey, if AQ wants we're to fight anybody, we will certainly line up and Absolutely. fight. It's like, we appreciate that. But uh, the reason why we had to retire from the NFL is because uh, a guy like Ty Schmidt could paralyze him. Mm-hmm. That's oh. one, right? Yep. Isn't that right? right here. Exactly right. Suck it. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about some news around the NFL, not AQ Shipley in the offensive line, although we will learn about them later. We'll also be joined by Eli Manning in about 20 minutes or so. He's uh, linking up with IBM, nice. who has worked with ESPN to evolve the integration of artificial intelligence. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. Watson. Watson's a problem. You heard it right. <laughs> into their fantasy football platform uh, to scale the creation of insightful content that helps users make better decisions about their rosters, no matter their level of experience. We're not big fantasy people here. I guess Connor is, mm-hmm. but our show not genuinely or generally a big fantasy show, but we will certainly take every piece of information that this artificial intelligence has and use it for gambling. Yes. And we will try to profit off of what these smart fake things are, but I don't like that they're infiltrating our fun now, too. No. Everything oh. we do now, Bold. they're getting into. I mean, we said it weeks if not months ago it's time to pull the plug and slow this thing down you know even if it's just a week or two it, it's kind of getting ahead of itself here and uh we need to flatten the curve we do we need do to need to flatten the curve, flatten exactly. the curve you know because the ai two weeks it's all it takes. the ai well that's certainly sometimes the ai was going is going like this oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay it's getting way too smart that's right we need to flatten that curve you yeah. unplug that Un- thing boom don't have any power go to <laughs> yep Easy. Just couple days. Bring it back down to exactly. life. Oh, how's humility? Colors. You tell us right at the bottom. You're now, dead. They're going to continue to climb again, but we got to flatten the curve with AI. I'm happy they've gotten into this with fantasy football, and I'm happy Eli Manning's a part of it because we're getting a chance to chat with him because of it. How about his Monday night with uh, his brother starting oh. off with that Jets game? Most watched Monday night football game of all time. Yeah, yeah ever. It's crazy. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. The Jets and the Bills being a big time draw. 24 million, I think. That's huge. Massive. Yeah. And Roger Goodell now is doing a full media tour, talking about everything they got going on. Won't come on this show. Not though. a full yeah, not media tour. Are you scared, Roger? Not a full media tour. You scared? 
Just called you drop out in a tank top, Rog. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing going to happen over here. Come talk. Come, Come on, on, Rog. Yeah, we love goes, the NFL. Quick say? sit down. I have mad respect for everything you've done. He's doing every show now, it seems. Yeah. You're, you've always been very adamant. He is your commissioner. He's my commissioner. Yes. He's made some decisions that have not made people happy. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like literally what a commissioner of a league is going to have to do, especially whenever you have fan bases that are as rabid as NFL fan bases. If you make a decision that's going to hurt that team, that fan base is going to say, I hate this guy. Yeah. He's in that position. That's why he makes $60 million. He's going to have to make those decisions. I think He's done okay. Had some mistakes for sure, but scared. Scared to talk to us. Well, very weird. Good. Wow. Mm-hmm. We've been putting requests in for about a year now, mm-hmm. you know, for this whole thing. Answer. I know everybody else has a lot of different time on in, in the media game and everything like that, but it's like I can't wait to talk to that man. Yes. He was a Stephen A. this morning for... Yep. Probably 15. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Talked about At gambling, least. talked about streaming, mm-hmm. talked about the future. Every time he talks, there's good answers that come out about the future of the NFL, and I enjoy picking through them and celebrating them. We just hope someday, you know, him and old McCarthy won't be so scared to get him on this particular program. Yeah. We'll have a good time, pal. We'll have a good time. Speaking of NFL news, um, I went through the Chris Jones deal a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't make any sense to me. Didn't make any sense. At all. Michael Lombardi, who's obviously a friend of the program, he'll be joining us every single Friday, uh, as will another guest joining us every single Friday. We'll announce that on Friday. Uh, he came out and said, this holdout made no sense. He loses $3 million in fines from the days that he missed, but he only has the opportunity to really gain $2 million more dollars, and that's if they win a Super Bowl. He wins Defensive Player of the Year. There's some other incentives in there. If he plays 50% of the snaps going forward for the last 16 games, he'll get an extra like $2 million or something like that, and then an extra million and a half somewhere else. So he did get more money, but to hold out and lose as much as he did with the way it looked, and then obviously the Chiefs lose, you would think to yourself, this was not a good thing. Looked into it a little bit. Florio had a lot of information on this on Pro Football Talk. So the way that the this came together, I think, and the way that Chris Jones got to a point where he accepted this as the outcome, as opposed to what he had been potentially stumping for for a long time. Well, the way Florio laid it out is, if he gets franchise tag next year with this amount of money, he will have $53 million guaranteed pretty much over the next two years. They offered him a three-year $70 million deal, which is, I forget how many millions of dollars less than what Aaron Donald got. Uh, Quentin Williams is in in that ballpark or whatever. Mm-hmm. So his entire gamble pretty much was 17 million, okay, or for that last year or more, or just 53 million right now. I think him owning his right to become a free agent after this season if they don't franchise tag him and getting $53 million over two years is the reason why he accepted it. But Clark Hunt, notoriously, if you look into the history, the owner of the Chiefs, not a big I'm-going-to-pay defensive players a third-time guy. You can go through the entire list. Barry, Tyron Matthew, mm-hmm. um, old Cuzzy. Uh, Tomba? Tomba, there's like four or five different guys that like the Kansas City Chiefs do not invest in third contracts and guys. So Chris Jones, I think, much like what Aaron Rodgers is going through with the Packers, had seen this, Mm -hmm. like has seen this trend and took a stand and was like, nope, I'm an anomaly. I'm defensive player of the year candidate. I was doubled more than anybody else in the entire league last year. I want to get paid less than Aaron Donald, but I want to get paid in the top tier of these people. So I think the way Chris Jones has gotten to the point is he took a stand. He let it be heard. He has $53 million coming to him if they franchise yeah. tag him. And he's also potentially a free agent afterwards. And I assume he missed football. Yes. yes. I assume. I would have sitting the in the crowd watching the team lose. Yeah, I think so. I'd assume he missed yeah. football. Because when you just look at the numbers – of this year's deal, 
And then you think about how much he was willing to give up, how loud of a distraction it was, everything that potentially negative came alongside of it. You think to yourself, well, why would he agree to that deal? That doesn't seem like what you would cause this big of a stink for. But then you start piecing it together on the flip side. It's like missed ball, getting 53, uh, took a stand, Mm -hmm. probably for a lot of people. Yeah. Not just himself, probably felt as if he took a stand for a lot of different players. Now let's get back to doing what we're doing with some achievable incentives. I think it's great that they have him back, but that was a real, especially with the Jonathan Taylor situation happening, I obviously was pretty keen on why and how this deal came together. And I'm not saying Jonathan Taylor is anywhere near what Chris Jones is, okay? Let's not do that. Chris Jones is top two at his position, Mm -hmm. at a position that is not easy to find. So we're not talking... High-paid position. Yes. And Jonathan Taylor, two years ago, incredible. So good. Last year, not good. Missed games, was hurt, didn't go fantastic. We had number four overall pick. Then after the season, he says, yeah, I'm playing through my contract. He is loved by everybody. Uh, Into March, I think, or April. April, he says, yep, I'm playing my contract. So then all money's gone, all moves gone. Then whenever all teams are already situated and salary caps are already figured out, then he takes his stand. It's like, yo, you're coming off your worst year. The team stinks. And whenever we had money to potentially do this in a proper time, you said you didn't want it. You said you wanted to play through the entire contract. So that business decision, I just think, has been a bad one. I hope Jonathan Taylor makes all the money in the world. He, the Colts need him, clearly, but we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. So no. it's like, okay, if this thing ends up going another way it goes. Chris Jones, though, seemingly conceded a little bit on his ass, yeah. but still feels as if he got the job done. Are you happy for Chris, and what do you think this does for the Kansas City Chiefs? Steve? Yeah, I'm happy he's back in the building. Uh, the, the, new, the CBA, it makes it tough for holdouts. You just lose so much money, and it's leverage. And obviously, like you said, situations are situational. So Jonathan Taylor in a different situation than a, a Nick Bosa or a Chris Jones. Um, would have loved to see him get, you know, the more money, the multi-years guaranteed and all that stuff because he is an anomaly at that position, at a very important position, especially when it comes to putting pressure on a passer. It's the passer, and then it's the guys who can put pressure on that passer. So um, I appreciate him taking that stand. But um, all those things you mentioned, and not even to mention, you know, at this stage of your career, you know, you missed the training camp. Sure. You know, you're going to assume as a pro he's been taking care of himself. Yeah. He's in great shape. Mm-hmm. So now you got 16 games to go out there and hit these incentives. A lot of them are likely to be earned. And the other ones, I mean, with the Chiefs, everything's kind of likely to be earned. You can win a, uh, a Super Bowl any year with that uh, team and that quarterback. So um, glad to see them them work something out, him being back on the field, and uh, just hope for a great, healthy year and he gets his money next year. He's on a contract year again. Yeah. yeah. So congrats to the Chiefs. They get uh, in contract years – are real. Yeah. Guys are motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, they have uh, those dog races. Yeah, the Iditarod. Sure. No. The Greyhounds. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Well, the dog race. But the Iditarod also a good race. Yeah, that is a good dog race. We don't love that one. We, that one's tough. I think there's a lot of horse racing outcomes. Sure. No. And, uh, I think yeah. there's a chance. Yeah, oh, it's real cold. Geez. But those Greyhounds, you know, they put a rabbit in mm-hmm. front. Yep. And then that thing goes. Chase. And then these dogs are just chasing the rabbit, you know, and they talk about dangling a carrot mm-hmm. in front of somebody's face or whatever. It's like a contract is that. That is what it is. Like, hey, everything you've worked for your entire life is available for you if you just go get it. So normally in contract years, it's not just on the field of practice. It's normally all the other stuff 
that it gets tightened up. You know, yeah. your nutrition, your schedule, your discipline, all of it creates the best version of yourself that you can create because that's what you're hoping for. Chris Jones already has made like $70 yeah. million, dollars, so yep. he's already rich. That's but up. this next bag is going to be a big one. I assume that's still going to motivate the hell out of him to show up. That's it. what I was about to say. We've all, all been in the locker room. We've seen guys who play a great contract year get paid and then they're kind of a different dude. Hmm. We've seen Chris Jones get paid already and still be that guy and only get better. So you know he's a guy that you should be afraid of, of get, investing that type of money in. So um, yeah, excited handle, for him in this contract year and beyond for sure. He can handle the money. Absolutely. He can handle the um, discipline that has to come whenever you get a lot of money. I would oh, yeah. be great with it. You know, after my first year. I go back my second year. I got about oh twenty five hundred bucks in that bank. Well, seen four different continents. Good summer, good great. Summer. Yeah, not so. just good. I mean, it was worth it, buddy. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you need to conserve your money. You need to conserve your money. Okay. Have you ever been in a position where like you want to go to Africa? Yeah, I do. I'm going. Yeah. So cool. I'm gonna go. See you. Hey, you want to come down to Miami tomorrow? There's a massive party. Oh, who's gonna be there? Start naming off every human you've ever been a fan of. It's yeah, sure. I think I do. Uh, here's where we're staying. How much is the rooms? Uh, Thirty five hundred bucks. It's <laughs> a lot of money, but sounds good. Am I not going to yeah, stay there? Go. I, 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 there we go. Stay. Give me a sweet. Gotta stay there. And then it's like, well, what if you don't make the team next year? You weren't really that good. It's like, well, I had a great, <laughs> yep. great run. Yeah, you know, I had a great run with the whole thing. But whenever you're talking about Chris Jones. Why is he such a nightmare? He's just faster, stronger, and smarter than everybody. And why do you centers hate a guy like Chris Jones? And how many Chris Jones are out there, AQ? There's very few. And I'm glad that he doesn't line up over the center very often because, man, you don't see that combination of size and speed very often. When you get 6'6", 325 pounds, that can you, move. Could you imagine what he would do to you right oh, now? Oh, man. At your, what, 5'11", 215-pound frame? You don't know very how many arms. times I said, when I got out, I got out at the right time. I just keep watching these guys get more athletic, more freakish. And Miles just, Garrett yeah. crossing up the center. Bingo. Yep. He was doing this before. What are you supposed to do there? You tell us. You're the expert. Yeah. Well, listen, you, you just set back and hope for the best. I mean, when you start seeing this, you call timeout. <laughs> all right. This is the middle of a real game. I mean, it's no, unbelievable. This guy does not have any worries at all. No chance. No shot. He was telling me a story this morning that it kind of happened to him. Yeah. I got a good story about this, actually. Very similar How type long? play. Uh, hey, real yeah, quick. Yeah, real hold quick, on. Real hold quick. on. <laughs> we heard a good story earlier, too. <laughs> yeah. That so, was a dud. Clowny. <laughs> so Clowney uh, was doing that. I mean, and this was when he was in his prime in Houston. And he's standing up. He, he wasn't doing the little crossover thing. But he's standing up. And I know he's coming in the A-gap. I got this A-gap. I sat there. And he makes a little move to that A-gap. I'm like, I'm going to leave him for the back. <laughs> I left him for the back. Oh, no. Not a good and now Andrew Luck's retired. It was Adrian so, Peterson. Oh, oh, this uh -oh. was when But guess were... what? Adrian Peterson stepped on I mean. Where was this at? Arizona? Yeah. Adrian Ooh. Peterson still, I think he could still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he's still trying. I think he is. He's yeah. still a free agent. Next time Sheffer comes on, we need to ask him. Anybody sign Adrian Peterson? Where's AP? Yeah. Have the Colts thought about signing Adrian Peterson? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm about sick of number 35 fumbling the ball every time he touches it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm about done with that. I'm sure he's a great guy. Love everything about him. But we don't have Jonathan Taylor. This 35 guy had all eyes on him <laughs> in that stadium. 
Buddy, they wanted to cheer for him. Yeah, they, start. they really well, did. The experts, too. Did you see the experts showing some freeze frames of that guy running the football? Yeah, there was a little bit of a stretch yeah. there. Oh, where yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Should have zigged, and he certainly zagged. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, those sky cams That's right. Yeah, yeah. so easy really to play easy running it, back mm-hmm. from a remote control. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's What's it like whenever you're out there and you already have two fumbles? Bingo. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. You think you, those holes aren't getting a little bit blurry? The vision <laughs> yeah. is in a little bit shaken a little bit? Maybe Adrian, Adrian Peterson will be able to figure it out. We're some stuff here about Baker Mayfield. Okay, Baker Mayfield obviously in college could outrun everybody except for that cop. That's right. Mm-hmm. That cop, yeah, clean shot on him. Yeah. Now we knew his toughness was real after that particular evening. We knew his moxie was legit when in Columbus, Ohio, he took the Oklahoma flag on a turf field Ooh. and said hi. Like it was the moon, yeah. Which definitely happened. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Baker's wasn't as good as as when Neil, you know, shoved it into the moon, but it was pretty damn good. We love Baker Mayfield. Yes, the thought yeah. of Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. We enjoy the fact that he is a little bit of spice, yeah, a little bit of a history. Uh, yep, has some human like tendencies off the field, and then on the field, he wants to, he goes to Cleveland, and somehow. They won a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Huge, in Pittsburgh. Man. In Pittsburgh. They had not won at all. We're talking about a city that wasn't able to open coolers to enjoy beers sure. because they locked them down until the Browns won. This team stinks. Yeah. Stank and stunk. <laughs> he goes in there, wins a playoff game for him, and then somehow, someway, everybody in that building hates him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They run him out of town. Mm-hmm. Goes down to Carolina. People start talking. Is Baker really that good? We see him throw 60 times on a Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers whenever he has a torn labrum in his left arm. And the coach is actually on record as saying, yeah, his accuracy is affected yeah. because he can't move with the thing that he has on. Now, two days later, that same coach goes, all right, Baker, here's the deal. We're putting Chubb on the sideline, mm-hmm. and we're having you throw the ball 60 times. Felt like it was a little bit of a setup, a little bit of a bamboozle a to make old Baker look terrible, and he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gets out of town. He goes to Carolina. He goes to Los Angeles. Now Tampa pays him a little bit. Tampa's like, hey, we actually need you. And we start hearing rumblings through training camp that maybe Baker is going to be the guy. Then some videos show up, and he's not great. Oh, no. Not great at all. And then that obviously brought out all the Baker haters to be like, look, Mm -hmm. this guy's getting another opportunity. This guy is going to get so many chances. He's been run out of every place he's ever been. He stinks. Now we just heard a story from a running back after week one in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And the story goes like this. I mean, just understanding I, what they was doing, kind of, you know, we was paying attention to the whole game and they signal calls. And I just remember, like, Bate came in the locker room, like, I mean, literally at halftime. He said, I got it. Like, we got all these signals. Like, we in there talking, like, as an office. Like, he like, I know all these signals. If they do this, they're going into cover two. They do this, they're going into cover three. Every time I alert this, they drop him, and they do this signal, they drop him back to this. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, that's amazing. Cause I mean, like, I'm, I know certain coverages, but I'm, I don't know a lot like that. But I would just listen to him. We would just listen to him, and we just kind of understood. And then in the run game, we just wanted to keep, regardless of what the average looked like and what it was, um, you know, we wanted to keep trying to be physical as we can and just keep running and never give up on it, you know. So uh, that's a tremendous thing that Coach Canals did. Um, and, you know, it all panned out and worked out together. like that he's in a shed doing this conversation. Yeah. I appreciate the backdrop mm-hmm. there. That was fantastic. Rashad White there, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's been there for a while. Yep. That goes against the narrative, I think, about Baker Mayfield. This dude in the middle of the game is looking over. Yeah, 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 got it. Okay, normally, correct me if I'm wrong, there is a guy on every sideline that is tasked 
Probably that quarterback three that you are seeing now that is dressing and going to be on the sideline, that's normally the person. Or if there's somebody that has talent in this particular realm of the world in the coaching staff, they're looking at the other signs, trying to get a read, trying to figure it out. Yeah. The fact that Baker's doing it on the field while playing and then getting it right I would assume, is something that I don't think any of us would have expected out of Baker Mayfield. That isn't a, like, that's not what Baker Mayfield's known for. Baker Mayfield, this guy's got moxie, he's got grit, he's an athlete, he's a competitor, he's what? a fighter, mm -hmm. you know, he's this, that, that. This one is like, yo, this dude's cerebral. He's picking up signs in the middle of the game and then delivering it with confidence at halftime. That means he had full belief in it. Yep. And then they get a win. This is the guy. This is the guy yeah. in Q down there in Tampa. I mean, that's a huge win. That's huge for him, too, to be able to pick up signs, like you said, as a quarterback, there's so much going on to see coverage, to signal to the receivers, to do this, to see this, and then be able to tell these guys the coverage. That's huge because there's yeah. so many conversions on routes based on coverage. It was, only, it was only, I wouldn't say not even a handful of quarterbacks that we worried about knowing our signals. And like like Peyton, you know, Peyton would know, so that would be the week. Well, and the Patriots would know because everything. they had cameras yeah, exactly. up. <laughs> Remember they were doing well, this? Hey, Colts were known for having – Go ahead, D-Buck. Go ahead, D-Buck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, go ahead. But you know what? <laughs> for, having, for having one. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Some great spotters on the other sideline. So, we were, you know, going into playing against the Colts. We would know. I actually remember the guy's name. It just came to me. I'm go ahead. Put it out there. But no, no, legendary no. coach. Um, yeah, get some great signals. But, uh, Tom – Peyton, we were doing it legally. Yeah, well, yeah. We didn't have an old yeah. man with a camera Correct. upstairs going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll blink twice if it's a curveball like the Astros. <laughs> That's not what it sounds like. You know, so Debo left out that little fact that, you know, the Colts were pumping in noise for years. Nah, RCA then was just a lot That's, house. Nope. Sorry about saying. it. Hey. Nope. Sorry about it. Nope. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I, I would I would like to know though, like how difficult that is. Yeah. Just as somebody who has uh feels. that feels like that's in my wheelhouse of brain stuff mm -hmm. but you have to see so much like you have to see the call then you have to also know what the coverage is that they're running mm -hmm. out of that with disguises happening yeah so to have the confidence to be able to do it i think it's a big remember. deal and remember yeah, yeah congrats to baker all on the fly and if you're wrong ha, you've screwed over everyone yeah, yeah. See. So it's a lot of it's a tough thing because if you believe the messages and you believe it and you're wrong you're worse off than you were without even trying to guess it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like the thought, too, after seeing, you know, the score of this game, you check and, oh, the Bucks beat the Vikings. The Vikings must, you know, they must have taken a step back. No more Dalvin Cook. They're probably not going to have a good year. It feels more so now like the Bucks are actually a good football team. Like, instead of the massive drop-off from Tom, like, they still have all these great players, and they're much better than Whoa. we thought they were. We start looking at the NFC South, and we go, well, that, that division stinks. Exactly. Yeah. Then you think about what Saints did, and I saw Derek Carr right. say, uh, I want to take another shot, and Jameis Winston goes, yes. yes. That was a great video, great mm -hmm. piece of content. We appreciate Jameis Winston for getting on camera anytime he gets on camera, but it felt like they're in good yep. position. You look at the Atlanta Falcons, and we talked about the Atlanta Falcons last year because in the trenches had Atlanta Falcons on the first three weeks because old Artie Smith draws up some incredible run plays. Mm -hmm. You know that joker, Cordero Patterson, that took over the NFL? There's a reason. There's a setup for success down there. Now, is Desmond Ritter a guy? We will find out. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to do much this past weekend, and we're being told from inside that building 100% faith mm -hmm. that Desmond Ritter is still a guy, even though the Internet seems to be saying not some so other much. things. Mm -hmm. And then you go with this particular team. that NFC South, all of a sudden, not that bad. Good. Joining us now is a man who might be able to break down this at a much better level than any of us. Sure. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Wow. Whoa. Quarterback for the New York football giants.
Long time. Long time. Incredible flip cup player. Remember? That's oh, yeah. right. We saw him on the internet getting down with oh, the yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He hosts Monday Night Manning alongside of his brother Peyton. And today, he's representing IBM, who has worked with ESPN to evolve the integration of artificial intelligence. Which, don't love that. Don't love that. Working with the enemy in future, at least. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Eli Manning. Yeah. What's, up? What's up, fellas? What's up, Pat? How you doing, man? Eli, thank you so much for joining us. What do you know about this artificial intelligence from IBM? Do we know if we can unplug it and just kind of slow it down if we have to at some point? Hey, I, I, you know, I'm new to fantasy football, and this, I, I'm using every feature possible. So I'm on the ESPN Fantasy app. I've got the IBM. I'm using Watson. I'm using AI. I got the trade analyzer. Now with this waiver wire. Uh, insights. I know a lot of people look maybe looking for a new quarterback. They've had Aaron Rodgers. You know, you gotta ah. you gotta get on the waiver wire, find a new a new guy. So uh, you know the 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 waiver grades they kind of give you uh, some suggestions. Your best quarterback you can pick up that matches your team, that matches the league, what the rules are, and everything. So wow. I'm using all the information I can use to help help my fantasy team. Bro, you sound like you got it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You got it. Yeah. I'm sure there's fantasy football people watching right now. They're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but what I, I'm not a big fantasy guy. Everything you just said right there made me feel like, hey, Eli's got to figure it out. And if you don't, we got AI helping. That's right. Boom. In every single asset of this thing with IBM. Let's talk about that Monday night game because you brought up Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football. Largest Monday night football game of all time. Okay, how many? How many millions? Twenty-four. Twenty-four million people documented. How do they do that? We don't know because people are watching on so many different devices. Uh-huh. How do they keep track? Big congrats to you and your brother yeah. with an oh, incredible yeah. start on on season three. Three of Monday Night Manning, and uh, we enjoy it. Aaron goes down, and then he goes to the blue tent. Then the cart comes out. Then Peyton has the same reaction I think as all of us. I thought it was a tweak. We're gonna tape it up. He's off and running. And then the internet was like, well, look at the recoil on his Achilles right here. Mm-hmm. This thing's much serious. It kind of blindsided all of us that this was how the Aaron Rodgers Jets tenure would stop, at least for the brief moment after four plays. What do you think they do next? Did you see enough out of Zach Wilson in that game to think that he has matured or changed from years past to be their guy? Or do you think they should look outside the building to potentially make a run with this roster that looks phenomenal all about the, the except for the quarterback position no i think i think you got to stay with zach wilson he's been you know been there all through training camp you know he still has some experience playing he's still a young quarterback but at least he's he he knows the system if you bring in a new quarterback who hasn't been anywhere not to know the system it just takes too much time so uh you know zach obviously played great uh in the second half of that game got it going you know a couple of nice drives there at the end to get the win so I think he's the guy. It's unfortunate, um, you know, for Aaron. I feel for him. I know he was excited for this upcoming season. I know, you know, you talk with him a bunch, Pat, on the show, and you know, you know, he'd worked hard. He, you know, kind of a second chance and a new spot and, and a lot of new changes. So, you know, feel for him that it had to end this way. Um, it was a shock. Yeah, I mean, you kind of. I got worried when I didn't, it looked like an ankle at first. And when I didn't see like, you know, someone land on his ankle or get twisted or didn't see anything of the ankle, that's when I was worried that it was going to be something, something worse. Yeah, I agree. And whenever we watch it back, I had an optimism. I was just hoping because he stands up and it's just like, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, 
I'm just going to sit down. I'm like, well, he's way too casual. Yeah. Right? That's way, oh, yeah. that is way too casual for something that could potentially be season ending. And it is, at his age, you know, everybody's giving their takes on this. We believe, without inside information from him, I believe he's too competitive of a human being. He's not going to let it end that particular fashion. As a guy who got older, obviously, in the NFL, everything gets harder. Everybody has a human body. What do you think about the 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers? No kids, no wife. Coming back, or what decision he's going to make over the next few months? Yeah, who knows? I guess it just depends on on the recovery and how long it takes and the rehab. But I would think the the mindset would would be that he's he's rehabbing to come back and play again. This is not how he wants to go out. This is not how he wants um, this kind of second chance and coming to the Jets to end with four plays. So I would expect him to um, to you know work his work his tail off and and come back and and get healthy and and see what he can do with this team. Hey, that area over there, he goes over there, big city, right? Everybody talks about he's going from small media market to big media market. Normally, you go from big media market to small media market, they're throwing parades for you. Yeah. Happy to have you here. He goes from Green Bay to New York, and it's like New York, the biggest city in the world is, well, I guess there's a bigger one over... uh, I think Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, Tokyo, Shanghai. There's a couple. There's a couple. Anyways, biggest. You get it. Yeah, we just gotta make sure we get it right. Eli, thank you. Yeah, 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 that's the show. The biggest city in the United States of America is like. Thank God you're here. We are so happy. Was that your experience as the Giants quarterback? Obviously, in the good days, was is that what it was like? Whenever you were winning, what it's. Because every door opens. Because New York is the gateway to everything, pretty much. Is that what you experience as quarterback over there for the Giants? And is that obviously what he's doing? Yeah, it's fun to win here. I'm not gonna lie, Pat. It's good. It's a good place to win a couple of championships. I still, you know, uh, they still still clap for me. Still excited to see me when I walk around. Uh, I think more so now that I'm retired. I don't know. Maybe they're just happy I'm retired. Like, finally, yes. Thank you for finally retiring. <laughs> Eli, good to see you. Monday Night Manning. It's awesome. Really good. You've been doing it a long time ago. That's awesome. But yeah, so it's a good spot. Obviously, he was just like in the honeymoon of of what was going on. Everybody was so excited to have him here. Obviously, the media can, you know, easily turn on you um, if you're not playing well. Obviously, he's not going to have to deal with that. Um, you know, got much something much worse in this in this injury. But, uh, you know, I think everybody was excited. Everybody, you know, hard knocks. And, you know, can you come after being somewhere for 18 years, can you come to a new team and, and have the same success and get this team and get the Jets back to the playoffs after their long stretch of, of not making the playoffs? Such a silver lining right there. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Guess what? That honeymoon phase is extended a whole nother year. That's right. Pretty cool. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Stephen A. said yesterday, uh, he said, New York is now going to tell Aaron, we will wait for you. Yeah. We will wait <laughs> for you. You know, so if Aaron is on the fence of like, do I want to commit to an eight-month, nine-month rehab that is going to be miserable and isolating to get back at the age of 40 to play again, do I want to commit to that? Oh, New York is like, hey, you remember what we did there? Rangers game, Knicks game, so Broadway yeah. events. That's just another mm-hmm. – you can roll your ass in there. That's we'll, right. we'll have a parking spot exactly. for you and your little thing with <laughs> yeah. the Achilles is going to need. They're going to love it. This moment here, Bob, and I assume you've had similar – you've done this before, I assume, yeah? 
Uh, I don't know if I've run out with the flag. Oh, Eli hates America. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. What is it, Wednesday, September 13th? Yep. I didn't think I was strong enough. Like, Justin Tutt got it. The lineman got it. They usually give it to the big boys. You know, I I wasn't strong enough to carry carry it. I needed needed some help. I got to get in the weight room like you. I'm not all jacked up like you, Pat. I got some vitamins I can send you that'll help out. But, like, (laughs) I love that you love America so much, he said. I'm not strong enough to represent. Let the you big know, boys. You know, let the uh, let everybody. I respect that. You love America too much, almost. Mm-hmm. Darius, yeah, hell, hell yeah. Let's you go. Love, uh, speak. There's actually big news internationally about the NFL. Uh, we won't get into that now, but they just made a rule about one next year starting. There's a spot for one international player on every single practice squad that's getting added to it. Like I think uh, the foreign soccer leagues have this, where there's only so many Americans allowed on the team, and I think the CFL has the same thing with how many Americans are allowed on the team. We're doing it now. We're opening up a spot for an international player who is either transferred over. He could transfer to America as a high schooler. Yeah, two and, years. Two years, and then he's able to make it. So that's good. We love them too. Welcome to America. Yeah. Welcome to the greatest league. Great for growth, yeah. Eli. You're how much do they use you guys, the Mannings, because you're like the family of the NFL. Do you do a lot of international speaking and do you go talk and represent the NFL in these other cities? I haven't. I haven't, but I'm up. I'm up. I'm I'm willing. I'm willing to learn how to do it. But uh, yeah, since I retired, I haven't had to go over and and, uh, you know, go go overseas too much. Uh, I played played two games in London, which was awesome. Great experience. Uh, went, Went last year. The Giants played to London and enjoyed that. But I haven't. I haven't. Uh, my international game is not uh, is not strong right now, so I, I got to pump it up. Dude, they love you in England. They would oh, love yeah. you in England. Oh, the, yeah. the sense of humor, yeah. I think you would crush it. Germany too. Oh, they're selling out arenas for shows that are kicking off NFL weekend. I mean, they, they love it over there, and they're speaking German too. This isn't like American soldiers over there. Right. Okay. It's like the actual Germans love it. They say nine to other sports, Whoa. but they say ja to. Football, which we love. Darius has a question for you about rookie football players. Yeah, Eli, speaking of the Mannings being, uh, you know, kind of the family of the NFL, your pops obviously played a long time, big brother. You were very prepared, being a big-time quarterback, coming in number one pick. Got a lot of young quarterbacks starting off. Young, Richardson, Stroud. Uh, first of all, they've kind of passed the eye test with you. And what's the biggest adjustment for these big-time players coming into the NFL playing quarterback at this level? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the uh, – I, I don't think – I think the schemes are pretty similar. I think the college game and the NFL game is not that much different. That's why I think it's uh, – you know, a lot of these young quarterbacks are coming in. They're starting right away, game one, where that wasn't always the case. You kind of had quarterbacks. You'd sit them a little bit, let them, you know, get used to uh, the NFL game. But I think a lot of times, you know, you're running similar plays. There's RPOs. Yeah. The NFL game is kind of adjusted to the college game. But I think it's just – the speed of the defensive rush in college, you know, if the guy, if the team's just bringing four guys, you can sit back there, you can go kind of one, two, three, like, hey, but you're waiting. It's like, all right, number one's not open, number two's not open. I can get to three. In the NFL, you got to see the coverage and kind of disregard number one if it has no chance of being open. You, you can't wait for guys to get, you know, to see that they're wow. covered and then get to progression. You got to start, yep. you know them out quickly and get through your progression so much faster and that just takes time and you know it's different coverages different schemes different blitzes more disguise you you know in college you have the what 20 hours a week to put you know towards 
practice and film watching 20 hours in NFL, you do, you get that in, in one, in a day and a half. And yeah. so you just have so much more time to put in these different schemes where it just takes, uh, it, it takes a little bit getting used to how quickly you have to get to your progression and what are these defenses and, and what are they playing a little right now? Yeah. They put clauses in contracts now for about the amount of, <laughs> That's right. you know, yeah. you know, and then you get rid of them, obviously. Uh, Adam Thielen came on the, like after watching your brother operate, you know, and I didn't get to see you behind the scenes. I assume it's very similar because you're all uh, kind of wired the same way when it comes to football. Not life, but football. It's like the amount of hours that dude put in. And then the movie theater, like, right next to the kitchen, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, why is that? <laughs> oh, I need to, during dinner, I need to watch film in here. And it's like, <laughs> literally all he did was watch film. So when that contract came out with a clause about watching film, it's like, I think they're in a bad spot. Yeah. If that's what yeah. they're worried about. And what you said about guys knowing the progressions and then knowing something isn't available, Adam Thielen told us a story about Bryce Young in training camp or OTAs where he ran a route and Bryce Young was so quick. He was the third option. Bryce Young was so quick to him that when he came out of his break, the ball was already on him. And he said, I think I dropped it. I was not expecting it. He said Bryce was there before I was. Like, Bryce knew the entire thing. Is that the most important part? I think the brain is the most important part. For Obviously, got to be able to make every throw. But the brain is what we need to figure out whenever we're evaluating quarterbacks. Right, Eli? Yeah, I think it's just how quickly they can process information. Know, know the play. Uh, see the defense. Know where they think the ball is going to go in this defense of, uh, of going to the right spots and, and just, you know, understanding – Hey, I got a bad play here. Where's my check down? What's the best thing I can do? Hey, this is the perfect call. I got the perfect play. I'm taking my shot right here. And so just not, not forcing things, um, and just be able to process that information and, and know everything going on when you're hot, knowing protection. So, you know, those first couple of games, you, you know, the mind is spinning. You're worried about, Hey, what's my own play? What's my protection? What's the defense doing? And now you got to play football and still, and still, you know, make good decisions and throw the ball accurately. So it'll get better. You know, this first couple of games, uh, it's tough, but it, it'll start slowing down. You'll start understanding, like kind of even just learning, like what are my favorite plays? Like what are, what are my base plays? What are my seven like plays I want in the game plan every single week? I can tell the coordinator, this is my first and 10 completion play. Just getting comfortable with, you know, with your base package, with your new offensive coordinator. And, you know, where your kind of breather plays where you, you just know exactly, you know, whatever the coverage is, you know where to go with the ball and you can play fast. Such a basic little piece of information mm-hmm. to have. Like, mm-hmm. These guys don't even know what they like yet. Yeah. And they probably won't until right. what, like six weeks, five weeks? Yeah, yeah, I'd say kind of five weeks, five or six weeks. You start, you know, you, you start having some success with some of these plays. Hey, let's see, let's call that one again. Like, yeah, I like this one. And, and sometimes like you can, you can get too complex. And I understand you're trying to get a perfect, you know, some perfect plays or hit some shot plays, but some of it's just, you know, what are your two minute plays? Like those are probably the plays you've run the most. You've run the most during training camp. Everybody knows what to do. Everybody can play fast. Like sometimes, hey, just keep running those plays for a little bit and just find ways to get the guy some completions, get moving the ball. And then, you know, let them, and then, you know, all these guys are great athletes now. Let them run around and, and create some plays as well. Yeah. Just like you, Eli, great athlete. Yeah. Now, a team that great needs, athlete. yeah, great athlete. I saw this guy hit a golf ball. Oh, Whoa. baby. Country 330, like big mm-hmm. high draw. Pose, too. We're talking about pose. Wrong guy. Mm-hmm. No, that Wrong was you. Pose. Full pose afterwards, too. Don't like that Held it. And you don't know this if you're not around him. He's a big son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. They say. He's like always pictured next to Peyton, you know, and Peyton 
obviously big too. Yeah. So you don't just like automatically. No. That was my first time really standing around you. And then at the first tee, you hit that monster drive, and it's like, this dude is a monster. Holy. I had no idea that was the case. Your golf game's still good? It's strong. It's strong. You know, got, got had some free time this summer, so I got to play a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's a good. That, that's that's the competition I like now, golf competition. I do not want to play football. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to rupture an Achilles. I don't want to wow. get sacked. Eight times hey, a team that needs to figure it out quick is your old team. Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Eli, uh, Michael Parsons came out this week and was kind of criticizing or talking about how the Giants didn't protect Daniel Jones, specifically having him in the game up 40 or when they were when they were down 40 to nothing and not protecting them there what are your thoughts on, on that situation obviously it's just hey the, the, the whole situation was tough you lose 40 nothing there's there, there's always uh there, there's not much good you can take out of from, from the game i think probably daniel he, he, you know he's a competitor i bet he he wanted to stay in there get something going hey let's go let's go get a drive here in the fourth quarter where we can go score and give us some confidence going into next week. Sometimes, you know, I've been a part of games where you're, you're down late, uh, in the fourth quarter. You haven't scored much. The game's over, but hey, let's go, let's go do something good. Let's get something positive. So I'm sure that was his mind thought. Um, you know, just want, want to have something to, to build off. And unfortunately that didn't happen either. So, um, you know, I think as a quarterback, you, you want to be competitive. You want to stay in there and, and and try to you know make make some plays even if it's if the game's out of reach. Yeah, he got hit like seven times. The game was way out. Yeah, of yeah. brutal. So the only plays that were being made was by the rubber pellets on the turf. Yep. And they were playing right <laughs> with his face mm-hmm. the entire time. Speaking of a guy that we got questions about, seems to be the same situation every year whenever it's not good. Ty has a question for Eli. Yeah, Eli, the other guy you got to watch quarterback Monday night, Josh Allen. A lot of people have been talking about this week how he's you know led the NFL in turnovers since he got in, and and while he is a superstar, everyone understands that he can make every throw on the field. Um, a lot of people saying, like, hey, can this guy play within himself? Like, you know, he's kind of putting himself in this same situation over and over again where they have opportunities to win, but then he makes some of these bonehead turnovers and kind of just can't hold on to the ball. Why is he doing uh, this kind of stuff over and over again? What do you think he needs to do to kind of get over that hump? Well, it's hard to argue with his success that he's had the last couple of years. I think the last three years they've been the you know top-scoring offense um, or one of the top, I think, you know, combined the three years total, they've, they've, they, I think they have led the NFL. And so, you know, he, he makes a lot of unbelievable plays. And so it's, I think as a quarterback, a competitor, it's hard to be like, Hey, keep making the unbelievable plays and the runs and the hurdles and like these great tight throws, like keep doing that, but just don't do you have the bad play with it. You kind of, <laughs> ha- you know, with, with one comes the other. Like you can't, you can't make a decision. Oh, I'm only going to make the unbelievable, you know, throws. I think he does, you know, have to learn to be a little bit more patient and, and you can't force things. Um, and he's, you know, I think they're telling him, Hey, don't run. You know, I think you got to let him run. If he, if he's, if he's told not to run, that means he's going to be throwing the ball. And that's when you start forcing stuff. Like you can't change his game too much. You let him, let him run around, uh, let him be an athlete, um, extend plays, you know, make, make the great throws down the field, trust your receivers. So, uh, unfortunately that, you know, the Jets are a good defense. They, they, they had the best of them the other day, but he's still been so effective. He's still so explosive and he's fun, fun to watch. He'll bounce back and and he'll you know get you know start having some great games and and get back on track. Interesting stat here from him though. Okay, Ooh. it is true. 
Josh Allen leads the NFL in turnovers since 2020 with 57. Also true. Josh Allen leads the NFL in touchdowns <laughs> since 2020. <laughs> 131. So to your point, Eli, literally everything you just – shout out to Hembo, by the way. But to your point about everything you just said there with a gift and a curse, it's like there's greatness coming. All these teams that played bad here earlier, we worried about them or what? Like Burrow didn't play great. Josh didn't play great. Kenny Pickett and the Steelers didn't play Lamar. great. How much – yeah, Lamar and the Ravens get a win but didn't really play that great. Are we worried or no? No, I don't think you're worried. I think it's you know you're not playing as much in the preseason game. This is this is that first game. You got the jitters. You got everything going on. You know it's unscouted looks against a defense, and so then everything starts to calm down. You gain you game playing better. Uh, you know you, you get in a better feel. So Burrow has you know, he didn't just put, not play preseason. He's missed a month of practice like that. That stuff you know you don't just bounce back and you're and you're just you know, automatically on. It takes a little time. It was wet. It was wet. It was raining some of these places. So, um, you know, th- these guys will get it going again. And and that's why, hey, you play 17 weeks. You're, you're not always going to be perfect. Some teams come out and are on fire week one. And then, no. you know, you kind of settle in. And I think it all even out. And, you know, these guys are, you know, these top quarterbacks. There's a reason they're being paid so much. They're unbelievable players. And and they'll, they'll start playing that way. Hell yeah. And uh, another team that we'll definitely have faith in? IBM. Have to. Of course. With their artificial intelligence helping fantasy football people as well as helping events like US Open, Wimbledon, and the Masters. Shout out to IBM. Shout out to fantasy football. Shout out to Eli Manning. You're the best, ladies and gentlemen. Two-time Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, Eli Manning. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now from Manatican, Ohio, is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, oh. a Ryder Cup winner. Although America lost, he won. Right? Okay, that's right. Did his part. Won the battle, lost the war. Exactly. His battle was a dub because he's the current president of Ohio. He's a COVID survivor, father of 10, and the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Wow. Can't wait to see what his face looks like right now. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. Yeah. Yeah, you look good. Wow. Well, super cut. Everything seems to be okay. AQ's looking good, man. He looks good on camera. You're talking about AQ? Thanks, AJ. AQ? AQ, how much you weigh? 250-ish. That ain't true. Yeah, that's hey, bull on. That is not real. Come on. That ain't real. Just it, be honest. He's got an XL hoodie on that runs small that is baggy. He looks incredible <laughs> wow. right now. It is. It's a whole new human. Is this forever now? Is this your life? That's the goal. 
I said that before, though, and I yo-yoed. So nice. We got to really keep this one on, on track. Well, I don't want to give away too much kayfabe, but that microphone you lean into, not plug it. <laughs> what? I was making it seem what? like it was real. Yeah, I appreciate you buying it. I was I buying it for I appreciate you working that. Yeah. I really do. That is uh, an incredible <laughs> thing. We didn't have a wire, but we got to – you get it. Uh, AJ, big news of the day is that Aaron Rodgers and you have talked – and Aaron Rodgers and you have decided that he's playing football again okay. or that he's retiring. Ooh. What is it, AJ? Uh, none of those. I have not heard anything like that from Aaron Rodgers. Come on. Like I said, I'm my great. opinion is I would hope and I would think that he's going to play next year. Yeah, but Ooh, at what no. point? We're on ESPN now. Yeah. AJ, we're on That's ESPN. That's what I'm saying. You can't it. be throwing it out there. You can't be throwing it out there and saying, oh, I've me and Aaron have talked and we said you're coming back. Like, that's <laughs> well, you not a thing. Oh, why don't you do some journalism? Huh? Why don't you do some journalism? Okay. One time. I guess. Yeah, there's journalism, there's friends, and there's sources. i got to figure out what's what, right? So had, we had a great guy tell us that before. Jay Ian Rappaport, who has his own show right now. Everybody's watching. Yeah. We're really happy for him. Great show. So, <laughs> definitely seen it before. Just a little <laughs> bit of journalism, though, is all well, we ask. Okay, do you remember the people that lost their jobs specifically so they could pay me? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great journalists, people that learn stuff. And now we got a guy who's texting and FaceTiming all night with a guy that oh. we're all considering about, and you just won't do it. Uh, how is he, though? Is he good? Yeah, I, I think he's all right. You know, I mean, I, I would imagine he's a bit uh, he's a bit shocked by the whole situation trying to figure it out. Okay. But I would, I would assume it takes some time to kind of – figure out what you're going to do next and where you're even, you know, what the next step might even be. Okay, Boom. so whenever he says, I imagine, yeah. right afterwards, he's not going to get caught lying. No. Okay, so in shock, doesn't really know, yep. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That is what we, we – thank you, AJ. Thank, thank you, Hawk. AJ. Thank you, AJ. Good update. We really do appreciate that. All right, let's start diving in to some news stories around the NFL. We obviously saw Matthew Stafford talk to his team with a potty mouth yeah. yesterday. Gross. The video hit the internet after the Rams get a big-time win over the Seattle Seahawks, which not a lot of people saw coming because the team has been decimated pretty much. There's only four guys that you really know on that team that won a Super Bowl. They haven't been able to keep up payment-wise, contract salary cap-wise. They haven't had many picks. Now it's Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, and the third youngest team in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams. They get a huge win. Huge win. Matthew Stafford talks to the boys. A lot of conversation happened about this team. They don't know anything. Mm-hmm. With about five to six. Yeah. F-dash-dash-bombs. What? Dash. I didn't love that. Yeah. Jeez Louise. F-dash-dash-dash. Yeah. Bombs. Big difference there. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big, huge difference, huge right. difference you. right yeah. there. I, right. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, he was saying, yeah, he was saying the F word in there. And we're like, whoa, whoa, this guy is a sailor. Matthew. Now it has come out that he is going to be on quarterback season two. Here we go. Wow. Love that. It's being reported by Dove Kleiman, who has gotten everything right on the internet, obviously, since the beginning of his reporting of anything. Okay. He is a news aggregator, so he will find the NFL. If you don't want to follow a bunch of different sources, yes. we'll mm-hmm. say, uh, there's about 10 of these accounts on the internet right now that just, I don't think they sleep. They have oh. notifications set to every single team, every single insider, every single player, every single team. And as soon as news breaks, they find it and they will go according to. Not all of them do the according to, though. Some of them act as if they break their own news. We will say they have been wrong, though, just like any insider. So we will set the precedent here on ESPN that if we read any tweets from any of these news aggregators, right. they have certainly not been 100% right in the past in their reporting. With that being said, 
feels like this is one we could potentially believe yep. because Matthew Stafford would be a great story for a quarterback, especially with how young the team is, where he is in his career, already has a Hall of Fame pedigree, already has respect from his peers and from coaches, already rich, already everything. So he would be a perfect person for quarterback. With what we learned last year from Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota, I mean, that's tough. Oof. That was a tough go. I didn't enjoy watching it. No. Not at all. I knew how it was going to end. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, as I'm watching it, this is going to end bad. Yeah. This guy's getting benched. He's going to go missing. Exactly. And then some people enjoy that. I did not. But what we learned from Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins last year, what do you think we learned from Matthew Stafford? I think this is a great move for him. And congrats to Peyton in Omaha for getting sure. a guy to say yes. For real. Because I heard that was a problem, AJ. I think Stafford's the perfect kind of guy because of where he's at in his career. He's got a ring. He's been a great, great player for many years. So I think guys like that feel comfortable speaking and being – you know, being more open, I guess. They're not, they're not worried what, hey, what a coach might say, how the media right, might react. And I think when superstars get older and they start, we get to see, like, the, their authentic self. I talk about it, Kobe Bryant. Like, later in his career, Kobe would give, in every interview he gave, it felt like, yeah, he's being super real and super honest. And some people loved it. I loved it. And I think we'll see something like that from Stafford. Rest in peace, Kobe. But anytime they start sharing game, you know, like, that's why, like, Saban coming on the show every single Thursday. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to say end of career because he could coach for another 10 years. Yeah. He has not told us absolutely anything. So I'm not even going to dive into that whole thing. But the reaction from the crowd, a lot of people that were that heard the announcement were like, oh, he's retiring. Yeah. He would have yeah. never done this at the beginning of his career. And I feel like that's with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Matthew Stafford never talked to anybody. Matthew Stafford was super almost quiet. He was in Detroit. This guy loves ball. He has a broken neck, broken back, broken rib, broken arm. He's going to continue to play. I'm very pumped for this. And this is good for the Stafford brand. Can't yeah. wait for the world to meet one of our toughest football players with that being said their team's very young the offensive line was a massive problem last year probably the reason why they were so bad was because of an offensive line that wasn't able to get back on the right step after losing Whitworth and a couple others after the Super Bowl do the Rams have a chance to be good because that Marcus Mariota thing on quarterback was miserable yeah if the Rams are miserable which I don't think they're going to be obviously they don't think they're going to be they're actually f-wording Everybody outside is saying they're not going to be good. Whoa. What do you think of this Rams team? And did they fix the offensive line ultimately? That's going to be the, the true test, right? I like what they did. They went out and got Steve Avila from TCU, who is a brawler in the middle, and he played really well in week one. Um, they got healthy at all the positions that they need. And I think they only gave, you should check your stats on this, but like four or five pressures out of 40 dropbacks. It was pretty Whoa. impressive against a Seattle team, and they got all these young receivers that are stepping up and making plays. What on the defensive side, though? Did we learn anything about them? They lose Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Obviously, we know that. Taylor Rapp. Aaron well. Donald's still there. Aaron yep. Donald's kind of on a revenge tour right now. Didn't I don't, I don't think they gave up a yard passing in, like, the third quarter. It was crazy. Um, and obviously, you know what? The, that's yeah. absurd. That's, know, a, that's a hembo stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, somebody's got to go look it up. But I saw at some point late in the third quarter, it was, like, minus one passing yard that they had given up. And we know the weapons in Seattle with DK, uh, Jackson Smith, and Tyler Lockett. But um, So they did some good things on defense. I'm interested to see how um, how Stafford obviously navigates the relationship with his teammates. And obviously we well, always heard he's a great leader. Uh, we saw him call up the, the huddle, but we remember the story that came out about it being an issue. We know they're one mm-hmm. of the youngest teams in the league. So now we'll see behind the scenes of how he navigates that, which is important he's as a quarterback. Kelly. Kelly? Yeah. Is that about Kelly Stafford? Yeah. yeah it's a real podcast, report. Right? He's a superstar. Yeah. He has a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, great podcast. Love it. She's a dog, too. Need she, more yeah, she beat cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We'll find out about the Rams this week. There's a chance. 
I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to out her. Niners, right? That's not right. Oh, Why not? No, no. What? What? Say it. What you You're going to say it. Yeah. Me, you the Stafford, Foxy, we had a great couple nights together. Love okay. the Stafford. Well, that's what I was going to say. Teammates have always loved Matthew Stafford in Detroit, especially win or lose, which makes me think we'll love this quarterback series with him. Which makes me think that he's able to relate to the younger players on the team, even though Kelly said on her podcast, probably as a joke, we don't know what the context was. Like, yes. yeah, the locker room is vastly different than when he was drafted in 2009. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he's just my draft class, yeah, first pick go. overall, fifty-five million. He got. Congrats, yeah, all of us. We did not. We did not what? get the fifty-five million. What happened? That was old, old CBA. Ooh. That was the CBA that AJ got oh, yeah. five overall. He got yeah. like sixty-five million or so. Yeah, you served it. Lots <laughs> cloth on those suits. Mm-hmm. Got to pay. Somebody's got to pay for it. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Joining us now, he's a man who signed uh, his fair share of deals. Oh, That's yeah. right. Large ones. Yeah. Re- record setting. This guy was running to the bank more than he was running to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But the reason why he was doing that is because the way he got to the quarterback was unlike anything we had seen for decades. This man came in as a brawler, a shit talker, a man who could get around the edge and run you over. And the night he was drafted, he was booed. Whoa. Yeah, unbelievable. City did not want him. No. What would he do later? Oh, whenever that city needed somebody, he would step up and help all the citizens because he felt as if he was just a member of the community down there. You would watch the Houston Texans play a game in person, and every single commercial that would run on the Jumbotron had J.J. Watt Mm -hmm. on it. You know, sometimes teams will have, like, car dealerships that go ahead and get local sponsorships or, like, a local doctor or a local lawyer, and they'll team up with a player. You know, and that player would do an ad read for a local thing, and then there'll be a picture on it. Every company in Houston Mm -hmm. did a deal with this guy yep. and there was a reason this guy was the culture ladies and gentlemen joining us every single week today being the first time a three-time defensive player of the year future hall of famer jj Watt. Yeah. Yeah. You look sweet you look sweet you look sweet thank you i appreciate it i'm very happy to be here guys thanks for having me very very excited about this and you look jacked matt thank you i appreciate that i am Right now, I, uh, <laughs> I'm putting into work. I feel like a Wyatt, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like that guy over there, he's up every morning, 4 a.m. too. He's starting to wear more stuff because I think he's getting more jocked and more lean. We're just trying to be the most fit show because by the end of the season, I'm probably going to be 270, 280 of just slob. So right now, we need to enjoy it. Let's talk about this season, JJ. Uh, how's Burnley doing, huh? How are yeah, we doing? Here we go. How are we doing? We're having fun. Yeah. We're coming out of the international break now. We've had a little bit of a rough start. We played, I mean, we played the best team in the world to start the season, which was a tough start. Yeah. Um, but we've had the international break to get some of our new signings accustomed to our team, learning our style. Culture. And I'm really looking forward to the matchup against Nottingham coming up. And uh, that's a big one for us. Nottingham. It'll be a big good. One. Oh, yeah. hey, Nottingham, when they come to town, though, yeah. yep. boy. It's gritty. Hope that Burnley squad's ready because in the crowd, there's going to be some shenanigans. Grown yeah. oh, yeah. fits. From the hole again. Oh, yeah. I feel like we got a hooligan crew right here. If we took this crew over there, we could do some damage. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, first, first flight to Scotland, I'd go. Mm-hmm. Right away. <laughs> it's in, in England. Actually, I should probably learn if England and Scotland are the same thing. Yeah. Whoa. See, Whoa. That's not good. Yeah. You're an owner over there. You're Whoa. one of the faces on the team. I mean, we can't Jeez. have that. I would love to go watch. No. Yeah. Go ahead. A McAfee show live from Turf Moor uh, in Burnley. I mean, just – 
dream stuff someday. Someday we'll get you there, boys. Hell yeah. That would be a dream. All in. What part of That's in England? Yeah, we're in England? Yeah, it's up uh, just outside of Manchester. It's up in Northern England. Oh, Manchester. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Oh, you know Manchester. Yeah, no, you guys. We love Manchester. Yeah. That's one of our favorite places. New Hampshire. All right, let's dive into some uh, American football, you know. No offense. Yes. Foods Bowl. Uh, this weekend, your brother went uh, ham. Now... I assume this is something that you expected. It was also revealed that he beat your uh, number of games to get to 80 sacks record by like four games or five games or something like that. You had an NFL record. Your little brother beats it. I assume this is something you enjoy seeing. Or is it uh, still competitive banter about your career being greater than his career, him trying to catch you, fall in pools? What is the relationship between you and TJ? And uh, how do you genuinely feel about TJ in the history books of of the NFL as a pass rusher? No, I, I, I'm extremely happy for him. Um, we give him plenty of shit uh, as a, as a brother, as a friend, as like, a, you know, there's lots of stuff. He, he tried, he sent a text message to me and Derek of his entrance where he does the jump. And he was, he said like highest vertical jump in the family um, <laughs> that you get a lot of shit for when you text it in the group, yeah, um, sure, but yes. passing, passing my records and, uh, anytime you're mentioned alongside Reggie White amongst things, like I'm elated for him. And he's going to start passing my records at a much greater clip now because he's entering the point of his career where I had all my injuries start to stack up. So he's going to he's gonna blow by uh, a bunch of them. And I'm happy for him. You know, I, I watch this offseason as rankings come out, as all these, you know, who's the best defensive player of the NFL? And he's getting listed fourth, fifth on these lists. And I'm sitting there like, are you guys nuts? Like, are you guys literally nuts? And then he goes out there and he just reminds everybody real quickly why he's the best defensive player in the world. And three sacks, two forced fumbles. I mean, they had a very, very tough day. 49ers played incredibly well. Um, and they're an unbelievable team. But he is uh, picking up right where he left off and he's going to have an incredible year. Fun to watch. Go ahead, AJ. JJ, do we know anything about these teams yet? I know we love, we had overreaction Monday. We love to talk about what's going on. Oh, this team. We, we bury teams after week one. We, we crown some teams the champ. How long do you think until we actually know, like, the identity of some of these teams? You know, I always think back to some of those Patriots teams with Tom, and they oh, would yeah. start out, you know, uh, they'd start out rough. They'd be two and four after six weeks, and people would be like, what's going on? And then they'd run on and win the Super Bowl. Um, some of these teams, you have to give them time. You have to let them learn each other. You have to let them learn the playbook, gel, let these coaches figure out what's working. Every single year in the league, there's some new plays uh, that come out. There's some new styles of offensive plays that people are running. There's some new blitzes that defenses are running. As these coaches figure that out and as these players get accustomed to it, they'll get more comfortable. Um, but at the same time, you can't discount it. You can't just say, like, no, uh, we're just going to forget week one. I mean, the Bengals had a very rough week one. The Steelers had a very rough week one. I'd say. Um, how, how do you bounce back from that? Giants. The Giants had a very rough week one. <laughs> Buddy. So how, how, do you, how do you bounce back from that? That'll tell you a lot about your team. I think how you bounce back in week two. I mean, the Giants, that's that one. you got to bounce back quick and fast and violently. It was only on primetime. You know, nobody saw it either. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. uh, no, and it wasn't against, yeah, it wasn't against, like, uh, America's team or anything. It's not like that's a heated heated rivalry or anything. So, no. man, no. all those stats that came out, like, for those stats that were, like, this has never happened in one season along with this and this and this, and then everybody was like, oh, yeah, they all happened in the 
same game. Yeah. That was bananas. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about a young guy in Houston who got drafted very high. And I know, obviously, you have ties to Houston. I think you went into the – what you go into? You went into something. Uh, a couple of weeks, we're going to go in the ring of honor down there. Ring of wow. Appreciate it. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. But, yes, oh, I would like hold to on. Before we just – talk to the new ring of honor mm-hmm. let's talk to you getting into the ring of honor like um when they would play turn down for what did you just get so jacked you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they would it, it was every single crazy a big play happens crazy. and he was normally a part of it whether it was offense defense or somehow special teams mm-hmm. he was everywhere yeah. this dude was everywhere <laughs> in houston and then we obviously experienced it every yeah. single year it was a massive game against houston it was normally for the division they would turn on turn down for what in all of houston would lose their shit babies in hospitals would start standing up mm-hmm. and nice. dancing in there are they gonna do you expect that is what it's gonna be when you walk out there right and you're gonna have to do a full uh, you're gonna have to go back you're gonna have to uh, yeah you're gonna have to do it, it bro do the song and dance whenever they play yeah. the song like tom like when tom went and did the yeah. bingo the lfg boom exactly you see how good he looked yeah. by the way he was yeah. running with no man there was no limps look great there was no like the man oh, looks whole good. new body it's a good looking human being you gotta bust your nose though yeah. you gotta mm-hmm. bust your yeah. nose yes. <laughs> you gotta go do the whole thing what is it gonna be like whenever you go down there? have you guys talked about it do you know, uh, you know what to expect it's it's gonna be good man it's gonna be really good i'm so excited you know i just went to the facility there for the first time since i left uh last week and it just it felt good to be back in that building you know uh, you leave, and, and obviously there were some rough years there near the end, and they've gone through a rough period down there in Houston. Um, but to know D'Amico's in charge, to know that they've got this thing uh, turned around and, and they're now working towards being in the right direction, it feels really good, and I'm happy for that fan base. I'm happy for that city. And I mean, it, I say this, and I'd say it every time I go to Houston, it truly feels like a family when I step off that plane in Houston. I mean, every single person from the flight attendants to – the people working in the airport to the fans, it's literally like I'm coming home. And they all say, you know, they're happy to see me. I'm so happy to see them. And it just, I love it. So I'm very excited to get back in front of those fans. Hell yeah, dude. Congratulations. A lot of people work their asses off for a lot of different dreams. You're going to go into the Hall of Fame. We all know that. Mm -hmm. But for your team to recognize you, especially with how it ended, you know, the whole thing yeah, happened at the end. To come back, it is a nice full circle moment, especially because anybody that watched you play down there, you were the... I mean, it was the whole, you were Jackie Moon. You were the, yep. you know what I mean? You were the halftime entertainment. What are we going to do? We're going to show right. J.J. Watt uh, highlights yeah. yep. for six minutes. And then we're going to play turn down for what? And he's going to come out, Dougie, here we go. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have a touchdown on offense. He's going to have a forced fumble. He's going to block a field goal. And then he's going to bleed. And then he's going to talk shit the whole time. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is what the Houston Texans were for what? Ten, how long were you there? Uh, I was there for 10 years. That was wow. a decade of Houston, Texas football. Holy hell, I mean, it was man. remarkable. Congrats. Let's talk about this next decade, though, with D'Amico Ryan. Thank you. Yes. Former team. Shut up. <laughs> former, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, former team of yours is the head coach. They go big, draft early, a guy that can get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Everybody said this dude was a grown man in college at Alabama. They're certainly missing him now, seemingly, down there. What did you see from Will Anderson that made you go, yeah, this, yeah, I'm thinking this guy's good. Yeah, Will is a grown man. I want you to look at this play. He literally carries another grown man to a sack here. This is his first career sack. He's going around the edge. The offensive tackle holds him. Will literally carries him as he bends the corner. Look at the bend. The elite level bend here is incredible. Not many guys are able to do that, let alone do it with a 330-pound guy on your back. Turns the corner, gets a sack on one of the hardest quarterbacks to sack in the entire league. And you can tell he's excited about it. There's many, many more of those. So is this just what he does, huh? Is he going to have the power game as well, you think? 
I do. I do. I think that's probably the part that translates. It takes a little bit longer to translate because, I mean, NFL offensive linemen are just a little bit different, obviously. Um, but I do think he has that power. But when you have that elite ability to turn like that and to have that ankle flexion, that you can't teach that. Why is he holding him, AQ? Get off of it, AQ. Stop holding him, AQ. Listen, at some point, you got to do what's best to save your quarterback. And (laughs) I I appreciate that. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, he's incredible. Would you recommend that he false starts or lines up in the backfield like Uh, we have seen? You mean you mean like all the clips where every every single time they do it frame by frame, the ball and the players moving at the same time? Now oh, I will okay. I, I can't argue. Oh, I can't every argue. single time I can't argue about where he lined up. Though. You one. Yeah, I can't I can't argue about listen, where he lined up. This, he lined up we're on tailback. ESPN. We're on ESPN. Yeah, have some cooth. Okay, can't just lie. I reposted one. <laughs> I, one ball. Okay. One player one. move. Same time. Look uh, at this. One. Look at that. Same time. AQ's just muting everybody that's showing him like the early jumps. Oh, I no, see. no, everyone no. I saw. Yeah, no. You must watch for no, more than me. One. Look at, look at this one. Players. Look at this one. He was on sides. Now, why was he lined up in the backfield? That's so a far? great question. But if you're going to get away with it, keep doing it. Damn right. Yeah. Amen. Yep. If, if, I, if I could get away with lining up two yards across the ball, I would do it too. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. So I guess, you know, I said yesterday that the refs had a pretty good weekend. They weren't really the conversation. And then the first thing I hear out of AQ is, I'm about sick of these tripping calls whenever guys <laughs> yeah. roll up. And then I hear you. These guys are lined up in the backfield. That is, there's always going to be bickering, I guess, about how offensive line, defensive line is called. And do you think it's gotten better or do you think it's only going to get worse? Um, I think that we've just come to understand it. I mean, it's an offensive league. We know that. So like holding, I understand I'm going to get held. You're, they're not going to call holding calls because you could, that, you could call it on every play. And I, that would be boring for the fans. It'd be boring for everybody. I do think that the opening night of the NFL, having so much focus on that specific topic with the ref and the, the offensive tackle, that probably wasn't ideal for the league or for anybody. And I think it could have been easily answered with a quick flag in the first or second quarter and then boom nipped in the bud i don't think they should have waited till the last drive of the game oh stop. it matters now oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Hmm. it's almost like the ref was setting them up like, yeah, everybody's wait. talking about it. just wait just wait there's gonna come a time <laughs> oh you guys need one first and 20 how about it good luck out there go ahead aj tj what about your old squad the, the uh, arizona whoa Cardinals? whoa buddy Jeez, Louise Hawker. Doing a lot of stuff on ESPN. I am unaware of whatever's going on on this. You guys inside jokes or what's happening. Get the guy's name right, you sack of shit. You sack of wine, Hawk. He's coming in the ring of one. It's a compliment. I'm going to let it slide because of the jawline. You yeah, have a phenomenal jawline. Wow. No problem. And trust me, I know you What was the question? Well, I didn't get to it, but I see you with the planes, trains, and automobiles, Jack, and I'm the only one on this show that would understand what that is. Wrong. Respect to you, Tom. Right. Right. Certainly on the screen right now. Yeah. You're yeah. scrambling to save the screwed up. Dennis Dennis Gardak had two two sacks in that game. Your old teammate in Arizona. That guy was all over the field. I watched that film. I couldn't believe the amount of hustle and just pure power this dude plays with. And he's been in the league like five, six years. Is, is he going to have like a monster year? Dennis is awesome, man. You would love Dennis. He is just like a barbarian. Uh, he is going to AJ do literally be. whatever it takes to get there. Um, he's a special teams monster. He's been a captain for years down there because guys love him. He's tenacious. He'll do anything to get to the ball. Um, and I think if 
do. When outsiders looked at that Arizona Cardinals defensive line and outside linebacker situation, they probably said that's that's going to be one of the weaknesses of that team. And then they go out there and they have six sacks and they're pressuring the quarterback like crazy. So um, it's they, they played extremely well. Dennis with two sacks was awesome to see. I love that guy. And, uh, yeah, I hope he goes off. I hope he has just a ton. You know, those those special teamers that can do stuff, but then he actually shows, just give him the reps. He can go out there and sack the quarterback. I love it. I hope he gets tons. Hey, that place is a dumpster fire, huh? A little bit. A little yeah. bit of a dumpster fire out there? Or what do we uh, – it's hot, I guess. It's really I mean, they, all, they almost won. Like, everybody – like, all the tanking and everything, but they almost went out there in week one when nobody thought they would have won. Now, the defense played extremely well. The offense has to pick it up a little bit to help them out, but yeah. – um, it's yeah. I mean, it's there's there's no secret. It's not they're not built to be you know a twelve one team or anything. How why? Because of all the buses that go. Bro, it's a beautiful city. Bro. It is. It's a beautiful. It's like a great city. I, I love the place. You would think they'd be able to bring in free agents if they wanted to easily because yes. people want to live out there. I just don't understand why. You know, every year it's like Cardinals are gonna stink. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinals are gonna stink. Mm-hmm. Cardinals paid their quarterback. Cardinals are going to stink. Yeah. Like that is kind of the new narrative about it. That I don't. You were in the building. What is that? Is that change, yeah. changeable? It's tough. You know. You know. When I came down here, I I, I saw a team that had potential. Uh, I wanted to help that team realize the potential, and then we started out seven and zero. And I was like, I saw it. I'm Nobody hero. else saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew this team had potential. And then obviously we went through some struggles, and then last season was really bad, and um, it all just kind of went downhill from there. So. I agree with you. I mean, free agents, I don't know how you don't want to live in Arizona. I don't know how you don't want to go down there. It's just you got to you gotta win in this league, man. It's all about winning, and, and it's a struggle struggle right now. Speaking of a team that didn't come close to winning, you know what I mean? Tone Diggs, Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yes, JJ. Um, it wasn't. Um, have you talked to TJ this week? What's the morale? Because I assume he doesn't care about his sacks. I assume he only cares about the win. I don't know if you noticed there was a certain five-tech, three-tech who went on the IR. I just – not a question there. I just wanted to mention that Cam Hayward went on the IR. Um, but what, what's the vibes coming from uh, TJ this week? Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I did see that he went on the IR. It's unfortunate. Um, he's such a good player. He's been a stalwart for such a long time. He's been. I hope he comes back quickly and healthy because he is incredible and he's a massive help to that defense, obviously. I do think Keontu Neal uh, filled in well, and I think he's Wisconsin going to guy. fill in very well. Um. Yeah, Badger. Badgers have success up there. I mean, they just drafted Herbig as well, who looked incredible in the preseason. He has some of that bend we were talking about with Will Anderson. Um, but it's tough up there. I, I have talked to TJ, and, you know, the thing that Mike Tomlin does best is the standard is the standard. So they're going to go in there and they watch that film on Monday, and you don't hold back on anybody. Every single player is getting evaluated. Every single player is being told what they did wrong. And now you go out there and fix it. And you look at some of these last couple of seasons, Tomlin has turned teams around. There's a reason he hasn't finished below 500 in like 16 years or something because he's a damn good coach. So I'm not worried about him, but that was not a good performance on Sunday. Um, you playing for him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, I'm enjoying this job. Uh, I would have hey, to you did great this, on CBS. So. Oh, yeah. You did right. great on CBS. Good suit game, too. But we also see that you're a psychopath still working out uh-huh. the same exact way as if you were still playing. In Pittsburgh, he's just naturally saying, hey, you know what? J.J. Watt's going to play for the Steelers whenever we make a run. His brothers are there. It's going to be natural. Cam Hayward gets hurt. There's a spot seemingly open. J.J.'s going to be a Steeler. That's good. I... 
I love the city of Pittsburgh. I love the people there. I love the, uh, the way that they treat my brother. I love the, the history, the tradition. I have so much respect for that place. It is incredible. Um, I I'm, I'm enjoying being retired. It's great. Oh, it sounds like there's a chance. Yeah. Sounds like there's, don't give up. Not answers. No. Can't don't, hear no. Don't give up. Yeah. Did not hear a no there. Let's, uh, let's, I, what I, and by the way, Home Alone, final answer. Yeah. Great. Yes. There we go. Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, planes, trains, automobiles, KTJ. I get know. We, we get it. I know John Candy. Big fan. Yeah. The guy doesn't like to fly. He's in the back of the truck with yep. uh, mom. Worst mom in history. That's yeah, great. Uh, like, the- that lady was so bad at being a mom. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. Not great. Now that I'm a, you know, a parent. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Wife certainly kicking ass. Could you imagine being as no. bad as them? No. And never. Not just once, two times. No, just child services needed to be sent in there exactly. immediately. Yeah. I don't know how that even Do you imagine having that many kids? No. I mean, having one now, you know. Like, imagine having nine or whatever they had. Never. I was watching this. Uh, who's that freak family that uh, they were on? The Chrisleys? No, the. Uh, Duggers? You know, yeah, there it is. The Duggers. Oh. The Duggers. I was watching the Duggers. That's like, uh, that's like a religion right. thing. Yeah. They're like, hey, we need a producer. We can take over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like your family's going to do that. All I see is just a miserable life for the next, ah, what, 50 years? Mm-hmm. And then they start going behind the scenes. It was like, well, dad didn't see yep. those kids until they got a lot older. Yeah. I mean, there was no parenting happening. They're all working out there. It's crazy. One daughter uh, for me. Boy. You got a boy, right? Good boy. Yes, yes sir. Strong boy. Young boy. Oh, good boy. He's good. Is that boy going to play? Big boy. Boy. Is he going to play football? Is that boy going to play football? He's a good boy. Uh, he's, he's not going to. I don't think. He needs to be too big to play soccer. I think he's going to be too big. Mom, great soccer player, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I hope he has her speed, athleticism, and agility. Um, put that with my size. We might have something there. Wow. Okay. Are we homeschooling too, so we don't even have to worry about academi- <laughs> academia, or what are we doing? No, we're tossing them in the school. Yeah. We need them to. We need them to get roughed up a little bit. You know, rough some people up, rough up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, get out of the house. Yeah. You know what I mean, you do that. I was watching TJ Walsh highlights That's the truth. from this past week. Of course. Yeah. COVID. Everybody's Zoom teaching. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. We're done with this. I don't know how that happened. Mm. I was thinking about Sally and Tim McAfee having to do that with me. (laughs) No shot. No shot. So shout out to all the parents out there. Shout Shout out to all the parents out there. I was watching one of TJ's sacks, and boy, did it look eerily similar to another what that has been out there. This was his second sack now. The move he makes, the get-off he does, but the double-hand swipe, JJ. This was your baby, was it not? And do you guys work on this? Uh. Yes, this this was my baby. I love the double hand swipe around the edge, especially when an offensive lineman opens up that gate for you at two or three yards. So you can just swipe the hands, get around the corner, get the sack. Uh, we do talk about it. We do work on it. He was he came and visited me this offseason. We did some pass rush work together. Um, he has an arsenal of moves. He can do a bunch of different things. Uh, and this is one that he's added in, I would say, the last year or two. Uh, mm. And it's just another thing that he can do. And look at that. You just swipe the hands down. Guy opens up the gate and it's straight to the quarterback with a chance to knock that ball out. Oh. Nothing better than the free run with the ball just sitting there. Okay, so you said you guys worked in the summer. We actually pulled this up. Were you working on that move here? No, not here. Well, look at you <laughs> wow. boys there. Were you working on that move here? Literally, that's it, right? That's it. That's a double swipe right there. We were working the double swipe and then you turn the corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> zoom in. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can't. Uh, I don't. I got to zoom out here. Stop working. What the hell is this, dude? Oh, my God. Is that a thigh? <laughs> is that a thigh right there? 
That's what you got. That's what you got on your arm right now. You're hanging off your shoulder. Oh, there's the TJ. Is that the work? That's the actual yeah. move you guys are working on a golf course yeah. right there? Uh, yeah, we were. We were. There was, there was a patch of grass on, right in front of my house. Yeah. And we're, notice we're not in the fairway. We're staying in the rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, respect the course. Appreciate that. Amen. Could you imagine <laughs> golfing? And then, like, people see alligators on the course. <laughs> yep. And they, I saw a guy getting uh, tracked by a hyena the other day yes. in some other country oh, wow. or whatever. Could you imagine teeing off, walking down, and then just seeing, oh, those are the two biggest watts I've ever seen yeah. in my what is that thing? What are those? Like, oh, that's the what? The what? Who? The, the what? what? The what? I would assume it's a pretty nice neighborhood. Nice golf. Yeah. yeah. So you're actually working on this stuff and then seeing it translate in the game immediately for TJ. Is your position a craft position? Like, people can make actual leaps quickly at your position. And how much room does TJ have to still grow? Or is he at his peak right now? No, I think you definitely can, and especially at the level that he's at. He's now at the point where he's refining things and he's adding just the tiniest little things to take him from already the best to even better. Um, and to me, the thing that I love about him the most and the thing that is so significant for him moving forward is that he still wants to improve. He still wants to get better. He wants to find that little one move or he wants to find that little tip or key that he can get. Um, and that's the sign of the great ones. And he's got that. He's always working. Um, it's pretty badass to watch and just and to see and then to talk to him after the games and be like, what were you thinking on this move? What? Why did you try this one? It's it's really cool. Did you ever say, like, maybe you should go play offense? You know? Ooh. Yeah. Did you say, hey, hey, you know what, TJ? Get three sacks, two forced fumbles, and then be the offense coordinator as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that would really – if you were to not play D-line for the Pittsburgh Steelers – if you just took the offensive coordinator job, I think you're still be fine still too. loved, <laughs> yeah. still loved, still loved in Pittsburgh out there. Uh, Ty has a question for you, JJ. Yeah, JJ. There's a lot of chatter about Jalen Carter kind of just being dropped in there this weekend and dominating right away. Uh, Lucas Van Ness for the Packers looks like he could potentially be the long lost Watt brother. Looks very similar to you guys. Um, for why is that? Why is that? He well, for one, he's white. Uh, he's also very explosive, very athletic. They're calling him Hercules. So you know, I mean, just body type looks very similar to you guys. But for these young guys who are being dropped in there right away and are expecting to produce, how long does it take a rookie D lineman to acclimate to kind of the size and strength of NFL offensive linemen? Well, let me tell you, Jalen Carter doesn't seem to need much time at all to acclimate. The guy, the guy is tossing people around. Um, he's polished. I mean, he's doing some. Look at this. Look, this is wow. he literally is just about Whoa. to throw somebody out of the way. Like that is an NFL offensive lineman. He is just taking one arm, swatting him out of the way. A little bit, a little bit reminiscent of a Deacon hey. Jones um, Ooh, head nice. slapper. Uh, he doesn't quite get the head, but that. When you got that type of power and that ability to move like Jalen Carter does, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, look at that guy. Football was football. What, what a move. Just smack in the mouth. Stocked and slapped. Jalen has done an unbelievable job, and that's a guy that I'm really looking forward to watch because of how good he is, how early. Um, oh. It really is impressive, man. And, and to be that big and that athletic – uh, and also have some of the polished moves that he's got. It's it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, did they're calling him a rhino? They're saying this dude doesn't even know he's he's a rhino. Strength is obviously like I guess whenever we just talked no to problem. Eli Manning and we talked to him, we're like, hey, I think whenever we're trying to evaluate these quarterbacks, 
Obviously, the throws, everything. We're trying to figure out the brain. Like, the brain is the most important thing whenever it comes to quarterback. That's why you see guys like Purdy just yep. drop in and figure it out. Now, does Purdy have a stronger arm than everybody else in the NFL? No. Does Purdy – is faster than anybody? No. But Purdy knows exactly what he's doing. Like, that's the key thing, I think, whenever we talk about quarterbacks. For defensive line, strength is obviously at the – that's the – we need it. That's the most important part. Having played the position, I can tell you it's definitely not brains. That's for sure. All we have to do is <laughs> – Chase the ball around, man. It's a sweet gig. We have, I always tell people, like, we have the easiest job because any play call, they literally just tell us where to line up and that's it. Everybody else has like 15 words they have to know. AJ's job was impossible. I don't even know how you do rush and coverage all at the same time. Um, but us up front, yeah, it's all about strength. It's all about athleticism. And I think that mobility, the ability to have your hips move, to be able to drop your hips, change direction, stop on a dime. That is really important to have in conjunction with the strength. You can have the strongest guy in the world, but if he's tight and bound up, he's not going to be very successful as a D-line. Jalen's only going to get stronger, we assume, which Uh is wild to think about. Go ahead, AJ. What do you think about some of these third down packages we're seeing? We've seen Miles Garrett, you know, Mm -hmm. faking crossover dribbles in between, in front of the center, putting double, you know, he can go A-gap to A-gap. All these these third down packages we see, like, how fun was that to every week, I think, if you can get with your coach and all of a sudden you, you get to see this is what we're going to do to attack these guys when we get them in third and medium, third and long. Yeah, I would say, first of all, when you're doing a crossover move like that before the play starts, that is the definition of in the zone. Uh, it is <laughs> like I know the feeling. I know that I've never done a crossover before a play in my life, but I know the feeling of thinking I can literally do anything I want on this field right now and I'm going to dominate. And that's what he's feeling right there. He's like, screw it. I'm just going to do some crossovers. And the funniest part about it is he showed the offensive lineman the move he was going to do. He literally did a crossover on the center and then just blew right past him. Watch, he takes one step to the left, jabs it, and then goes around. Like that's He just he practiced it for three seconds before the play started. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that's <laughs> – like, like, take a hint here, bud. Probably going to get caught with a crossover. Could you so, imagine so, next game he's – Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. That's right. Yeah. But uh, I think it's great that they're moving him around. I mean, you got to – on defensive line, when you got a guy like Miles Garrett, you let him find the fish, whoever that is, and you let him go rush where he wants. And uh, he got the move. He was on the left some. He was on the right some. He was on the center. So you let those guys move. Jim Schwartz knows what he's doing from an attack standpoint. And then you add Zadaria Smith into the mix. I mean, that's a very, very, very good defense right there. Uh, I remember watching the NFL Films thing. You were mic'd up. And basically, I think you started on the right side. And then the next series, you were like right middle. And I think you ended up on left side, outside. And it was like everybody, the defensive line coach, defense coordinator, and other people that are on D-line were like, okay, yep, that's where J.J. Watt's going. Mm -hmm. He's going to go on that side. Is that happening with every team or only – like, did you have that freedom because you were the elite guy? Or how do you get to that point? I think there's certain guys that you have to do that with for two different reasons. Number one, matchups. You want to try and get your best guy on the best opportunity to win. Number two – it eliminates the team's chance of double teaming you. If you're constantly moving the guy around, an offense can't it's, – it's, they can, but it's much more difficult to identify that and to double team it. If the guy's always on the right edge, you can put a running back there to chip. You can put a tight end there to chip. You can tell the guard to slide out and help. If you're moving the guy around every single play, it's much harder for that offensive coordinator to call the protection to get it to exactly where he wants it to be for that double team. So it does that, and then it also gives them a chance if there's a guy that they like or a matchup that they like, Go take it. That'd be so much fun. Uh, this one. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pretty good day. Hey, good way. Right. That's pretty suck. Yeah. Give me this one. You, you do have to be at a certain status level to be able to do that because some yeah. guys, I mean, everybody wants that guy. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody wants that guy. So you got to, yeah, I'm going to take that this time. Thank you. How convenient. Oh, yeah. how convenient. Yeah, of course. A uh, question here from Darius. JJ? Uh, JJ, you already mentioned uh, TJ, uh, Miles, and some of the other guys, but who are some of the other guys, some of your favorite guys to watch right now to get after that uh, passer? I mean, I love watching Micah. I think Micah's great. Um, what, what he does, I mean, what that whole Cowboys defense did uh, was was pretty incredible. And the fact that they were still out there just hunting in the fourth quarter up 40-0 to zero, uh, and Daniel Jones still in the game, uh, just just taking it, man, just taking it. You have to respect it that he was still out there taking the hits, but you also have to wonder, like, was that the best move? Even Micah questioned it. Yeah, so let's um, talk about that. Why is that? Why, why? Obviously, why is Micah questioning it, though? Why do you look out? It sounds like something that, you know, defensive pass rushers would never say, like, look out for a quarterback. But Micah is, like, genuinely concerned. You sound like you're genuinely concerned for it as well. Why is that? Well, I mean, I think that Micah talking about that speaks volumes to how they were playing at that time. I think we saw Trent Williams say it with the Steelers. He said, I kind of wish they would have converted a third down so we got a little longer break. I think Micah's kind of saying that like, man, I feel we're crushing this so bad. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, There's a point where you got to take the pride out of it. You got to, you know, take that. We're going to leave our guy in and keep fighting until the end. There's a point where you have to say, okay, we're down 40 nothing. Let's be smart in the fourth quarter. Um, because pass rushers crave the fourth quarter when you're up. They literally beg to be left in the game. I don't want you to take me out of the game because that's my chance to hunt. Like there's times where you want the game to be close enough where they're, they're still going to throw the ball. They're still going to drop back because you can get it. If it's 40 to nothing, generally, you're just going to run the ball and drop the clock out. Instead, they were dropping back and yep. letting Daniel Jones just get crushed back. There. Yeah, here's one of them. You we got to protect the guy. We got one of these clips. They're down 30-plus at this point, uh, maybe 40. Yeah. And they're, he's standing back there. The whole yeah. D-line, the whole D-line is on top of the guy you just paid $40 million a year. You're down 40-zip at this point. It's like I love whenever the opponents in the division come out and say, this is malpractice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is malpractice going on on the other side. You echoing that sentiment's beautiful, especially in the Home Alone jacket. Before we let you go, and we can't thank you enough for this Wednesday experience that we're going to have all season long. Mm-hmm. Turf grass, okay? There's a big thing. Lloyd Howell is the new NFLPA senior director. Yeah, executive. Executive senior President. super director. That's right. Paul. He's a guy that was running, uh, he was the CFO for a company that I think tried to get like 50 extra million from the government. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now he got, they got sued for that, but we think this guy's a dog. We think he is Hopefully. an absolute dog, might be the right guy, uh, at the NFLPN. <laughs> he has come out and said, you know, like if you're trying to do that with the government, sure. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to hear what he does, you know, with the NFL. His first real, Public action here is calling for the fields to be flipped to grass. This is obviously a huge conversation around it all. There are stats on the NFL player side that say, like, hey, grass is more healthy for lower extremities, ankles, knees. And also every player that's ever played has said, yes, give me grass for my joints as opposed to turf. We had Dr. Sills on, who is the chief medical officer for the NFL, and it's his job actually to go through these stats on the NFL side. And he said, we have a robot 
He said testing every field right. for every month because these grass fields change from September to December. These turf fields change from September to December on the outside of the field versus the inside of the field. We're still trying to gather up all information, which, you know, in most places sounds like a delay tactic and something like that. Do you have a heavy opinion on this? Uh, and how do you feel about old Howe and the NFLPA seemingly going full court press on this for the first time? I mean, first of all, I'd love to see this robot. I mean, what the hell does yeah. that look like? And what does it do? And also, what does that cost? Like, could we just change all the fields for the cost of the robot? Um, <laughs> Solid question. I mean, all things considered, when everything is equal, I absolutely love grass. Every single player does. It feels better on your joints. It reduces the injury risk. Absolutely. The only time I, as a player, ever preferred turf is inclement weather. If it was raining, if it was snowing, as a player and a pass rusher who needs his footing, I like the turf in that scenario because it doesn't get as sloppy. But overall, 100%, I prefer grass over turf. The question that I have, and it's a it's a very legitimate and honest logistics question, is how are you going to do it? Because I've seen when international football teams, soccer teams, come and play in America, I've seen them lay down these grass fields for them. And some of those are really, really shoddy. You're putting down a little slices of, of grass on top of straight concrete it slips and slides around i've seen it i watch a game almost get canceled because of it Damn. so if you're going to do that that's less safe but if you have a way and then you look at stadiums like the sofi it's literally dug under the ground you can't do a tray system there it's underground and how are you going to do that every single week to have fresh grass in a dome stadium those are the logistics things i understand are gigantic and tough to figure out and why it's tough to do right now but do I think that grass is better? Absolutely. Yeah, and they'll figure it out. They'll figure it Always out. Figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, so it wasn't built to have a nice natural grass field. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Real Madrid did. I mean, Real Madrid Stadium is insane with what they did with their grass. How about it? Talk about robots. Arizona's awesome. They take that thing out for a walk, the field, and then bring it back to the side. I mean, that's that's a beautiful Super Bowl wasn't the best. Well, that's because they wouldn't listen to the sod father. Yeah. No, sod prince. Saw yep. son. Mm-hmm. New, this is classic old school, new school. Exactly. Sod father, who's been doing every single Super Bowl since it started, yep. 53 wow. of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. 90 some years old. Still got his fastball, though, he says. Oh, yeah. What? He said this new son of a bitch wouldn't listen. They put too much water on it. Mm-hmm. They put the tarps on top of it. Yep. And that's what you got. And then they try to smear my name. Hmm. Sodfather said, I didn't have any say in my last Super Bowl. So we don't know what's right and what isn't. But we do know that grass field was terrible. So bad that they actually thought that the NFL was doing it so that NFL players would feel stupid saying that they need grass. It's like, yeah, they're going to do that on Super Bowl. They're going to. Of course. But well, they are playing 4D chess at yeah, all times. That's right. They would. Just like J.J. Watt, we appreciate you, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen. Rocking a Home Alone jacket. I can't read it. Yeah. Kenosha Kickers. Of course. Yeah. Great polka band. Oh. Great polka band. Yep. Took them forever to get to shows, though. Yes, it did. They are not flying. A little much. You guys created the Wright Brothers did what? Yeah, I'm not doing it. Give me the back of a box truck. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Watt. Yay! That's going to be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun this year, I think. AJ, uh, 
TJ. Uh, hey. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh, what are you guys trying to make me look bad? Oh, uh, inside joke. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't know. sweet. I had no idea. <laughs> that was amazing. He, though, obviously going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Feels like a human, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a time there where he wasn't being presented as a human, though. You know, like whenever he was at the Houston Texans, he was on every single ad. He was also uh, in every single thing on TV. Yes. And they were like, look at this superhero. Look at this superhero. Oh, this is the big football superhero. I think he actually did not like that and just kind of disappeared away from it all and got back to football. I appreciate the Watt family. Anytime you got three brothers in the NFL, that's good news, AJ. That's good news. Yeah, I'd say that's good news. With all the, the odds of that happening are very, very slim. How do you feel about him taking a shot at AQ? Oh, buddy. That was wild. Did he? Yeah. What did he say? He, he said offensive linemen, a bunch of cheaters. Yeah. Oh, I mean, every that's what play. every D line well, yeah, yeah, of, of course. Of course they are. No, I never heard that. They are. Well, you, know, you got real quiet out there. You, you know what yeah, I mean? it kind of shrunk. Darius asked question. Mm-hmm. You asked I don't question. have a whiteboard. Yeah. I need a whiteboard. Nah, the whiteboard is just like an easy way to transition to whose question is yeah. next. You know what I mean? If something pops up in a, in a conversation, but you don't need put my that. Hand. Want me to put my hand? Yeah. No, yeah. I actually, it's a very simple <laughs> process. Hey, you. Head down. That's all you need. I'm ready for it. That is not what you did last I mean, time. No. I said, bam, and he shook it off. He looked up at the thing. I'm like, oh, this guy. <laughs> That's why. He shook it off. off. Yeah. He shook it off. It's like you whenever uh, Carly Lloyd was on. Yeah. Bingo. Same you remember thing. That? That's not true. I did not shake it off. I didn't shake you yes. off. Yes. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, no. Her and the fantasy football yep, brothers. Times. And the Wetzel guy. The yeah. Wet, you yep. fell, asleep oh, fell asleep while Wetzel was now. talking. That was one of the greatest things of all time. It was very hot out on that balcony. The fantasy football one is the all-time one. That was a hard shake. No, I didn't have any fantasy football questions at the moment. I'm sorry, the guy. I know he had a hard out. Soon. He had to let him go. <laughs> the uh, the fact that this show is now on ESPN is such a joke. If you guys go back and watch, we've had some real doozies out there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're talking about real doozies. AJ fell asleep while a guy was talking to us. Yeah. Crazy live on air. It's important no, conversation. No, I mean, sunglasses on. Act like these were sunglasses. Okay, <laughs> sitting right next to me. I'm. Yep. Sitting right next to me. Great throw. Great throw. Sweet ga- gas station. Here shades. we go. Yep. Connor got all of them. Gave Connor like a $250,000 bonus. Bought every pair of shades in every gas station you've ever seen. Bingo. AJ's sitting next to me with his glasses on because we're out in the sun. This guy's giving an answer. I do the classic, hey, you next. And I get nothing. And I see his massive cranium just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, oh, he's up. And I'm like, hey, do you have a question? You go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy's still talking. Then <laughs> right in this guy's face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right in this guy's face. I thought face. I was in school again, honestly. I thought I was in class. I really did. Wetzel did you not know deserve he can't help it. No. Guy no, worked his know. ass off to get to that point. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. You were staring at his son. We know that's bad for you. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. shake off Carly Lloyd. You shake off the fantasy football. You fall asleep in Wetzel's face, and now we're on ESPN. Boom. What a show. Call, call JJ TJ. Call, AJ, call yeah. JJ TJ. Son of a bitch. Unbelievable out here. Uh, All right. That's our first Wednesday down on ESPN. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. We will continue live on YouTube. SportsCenter in seven minutes. We appreciate the hell out of you. Say something nice to somebody, will you? Goodbye. Okay, so we had a clock thing happen. Oh, yeah. In the middle of that program. So first ESPN feed to ESPN goes down. So they start second feed that doesn't have five-second delay. Ah. Clock set for five-second mm. delay here. Had to make an audible. I think our internet went down, too, a little bit on YouTube. Oh, really? Is what I was told? Yep. Yeah, it did. How's How? that happen? How? How's that? We got five, five internet things coming into this building. How does it go down? It looks like it timed out for like a millisecond, and then it happened two times. Two times? Twice? A millisecond? 
Yeah. I'm paying. I'm paying five, five internet bills. How's that happen? This is what we've been talking about this whole time. It mm-hmm. is. They're just throttling it down, ain't they? These yeah. smart people. You can buy. You can get as many uh, internet situations as you want. They can throttle all they want. You have no control. Speaking of throttling, Thanks. we would beat the hell out of aliens at football. Yep. Yes, this we would. This is something we need to remember. Okay. When aliens inevitably become a part of our everyday life, which we all is the Mexico is- thing. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, can you just shut it up? It is the Mexico thing, okay? I would have got there <laughs> yeah. in about maybe 45 seconds. My God. If you just let me set the table here. <laughs> what the? Okay. What the hell is this I actually happened? thought about it. I thought about it. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to interrupt him. And I said, no, I'm Got to let it happen. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, it is the Mexico thing. Okay? Going. There is something happening in our world that hasn't happened before. It seems like governments now and other people are like, hey, we need to get ready for a potential piece of information that we thought was maybe too big for humans for a long time. There is life out there, okay? They have visited. We have no idea about them. Now, is that true? We don't know. In Mexico, though, a UFOlogist gave an official Mm. presentation to the government where he rolled out Two bodies yeah. of these beings and presented them to, that's one of them. Boom. He, he rolled out these two beings and said that they were found buried in Mexico in 2017 and they've been mummified for about a thousand years. Okay. okay. Who knows if any of that is real? What I do know is it was presented as if that is an actual thing. And my first look at it, this little bitch can't play football. No. no. We no need chance. to remember that, okay? That little head will get knocked off that tiny little frame yep. so quickly. Mm-hmm. Unk, the unaffiliated neurologic consultant, mm-hmm. would rule these aliens out of a football game after one hit. That is what we got to keep in mind if there's ever a time to fear these beings from somewhere else that we don't understand. They stink at football. We yep. beat them at football. Yep. We win, AJ. Your first thoughts with the build of the dome on how this thing would play at football and your thoughts on this happening in Mexico. Seemingly, you're all over it. Well, I, I assumed when I saw this, so you assumed this was a full-grown adult alien. I thought I said this yeah. might be a six-month-old. This, oh, I was scared because oh. this might be three to six months old, Shit. and they grow to like become 18, 25 feet as they grow. Yeah. So but that's there what was I two of them. There was two of them. Yes. There both two babies. Them. Two babies crashed over 5,000 years ago, and they're mummified. Yeah. He's kind of, oh, kind of a good no. Point. That is an interesting thought. I don't like that we did that to their kids. They're going to be pissed. No, it wasn't us. They crashed. No, yeah, they're already dead. It wasn't us. We were actually honoring it, right? Has anyone checked these out? Has anyone tested them like to see? If this yeah. is even like uh, what it's made of, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they actually thirty percent of the DNA they do not understand. Bingo, yeah. There's like metals oh, really? inside of the DNA. Yeah, there are like types of metals that, and they're oh, still not sure if that diet. is part of the actual genetic makeup or if that was something they like implanted into the aliens post birth. And one of them had three eggs inside of them, or something like yep, that. Yep. So they don't know if it was pregnant. If it was pregnant, we assume it's not a baby. We don't know. Right. So Although, still beat them in we don't know. You, never, but aliens could have, you don't know. Aliens could yeah. reproduce at any age. Are they know. born with babies? Are the, are the babies yeah. born with other babies inside of what's, them? What's the other 70%? Humans? Us, yeah. yeah. Recognizable oh, really? DNA. So yeah. it's animal, human, something that was oh, known already. H2O. What are you saying? I'm just interested. Did we procreate with these things? Oh, you're saying back in the Whoa. day somebody pointed an alien. We're slapping cheeks. Oh, smacking time. alien cheeks, you're saying. Yeah, how do we get 70% yeah. in this? That was my first the Green dongs. What was the movie? In That's the, the only way. Off <laughs> off heads, green dongs. Roll down. Right. Anyways, <laughs> let's, let's get to a break. 
Let's just know that there was an official presentation where two of these things got rolled out there. Yeah. What, Ty? Listen, I don't want to be a skeptic. I want to believe <laughs> we get a lot of this kind of stuff, okay? And it's very exciting because, hey, we might we might have aliens here. That fucking guy made those out of paper mache last week and, and put them in a box, right. okay? I mean, there's a chance. And if that is the case, still beat him in football. Yeah, bingo. There, Absolutely. There no was another video released, however, from Russia of the same exact uh, okay. makeup from that uh, alien. Oh, how do you feel, Ty? Well, we could do that tomorrow as well. I'll go to fucking uh, Joanne's Fabrics right after the show and grab some paper mache, and I'll make one of the. Hey, look, look what we found in the backyard of the Thunderdome. Same deal. <laughs> Be cool. All right. Well, no one else we, we could do. We could hypothetically, theoretically create a simulated moon landing that looked very real. Don't be a pig. Whoa. Well, we, well, we could you, to pay homage to the actual moon landing, which is very real and mm-hmm. did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's not a bad idea. Actually. Hope you're What's happy. Your problem. Why? Is I don't there... know. I didn't like the way Ty was talking about this alien evidence. Well, when I found out this guy was a ufologist, <laughs> yeah, bingo. I really. I, I, I thought he was a. I thought he was a counsel. Yeah. Like that earlier. He's been, he's been debunked a few times before. Oh, oh no. So. Let's get to a break. Not this time. That's him? Yeah. He's a ufologist. It yeah. was him and other professionals, they said. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. you know. Okay. I don't yeah. trust right. his. He does not have a trustworthy chin. And what's his name? Taime? I believe yeah. it's Jaime Hassan. Jaime Hassan. I like which that is name. the Jamie of Mexico. Jaime Hassan. Yeah. yeah and Jason. And Jason. Yes. Jamie Jason. Yep. Listen, you guys <laughs> have been saying for weeks, months now even. Bring out an alien. Draw an alien. Exactly. Up. We finally get it to happen. You can't just shoot it down right away. Thanks, well, that's what we did potentially. Yeah, thousand like, years ago. Draw it out. Draw it down. Draw it out an alive, real, breathing yep. alien. All right. Walking yeah. around. Mexico did it. Don't we have a presidential election coming up? We do. You want to win? Draw one out. Yeah. yeah. On the and then 51. we need an Oklahoma drill stat just to let them know. Bingo. Who's <laughs> alpha here? Right. Watch this. Yeah. I'm in. I'm coming back. Well, start eating. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Doesn't Lopez <laughs> win though? They're all this big. I was going to say, that Mexico guy who had a lot of old AQ in him. No, a lot of new AQ in him. No, no, no. Look at that chin. Are you kidding me? That's old I love, AQ. I love the, the beard. Oh, I thought you were talking cover. about the alien. No, no, You're no. You're talking no. about Hame. Ha- Hame, yeah. Hame. The ball is what we've been talking about all day. Yeah. Today. AJ Hawk is right there. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and Teichman. Connor, sweet shirt. Yeah, it's a bear screaming on. I figure for the trenches, you know, you could probably need a couple bears down low. Oh, a couple bears. dancing bears. Dancing Martin. bears, mm-hmm. good bears. We'll put it all on the line. Dongs out. Uh, well, if nope. need what? be. Come on. What's if that need be. Done? I don't know what When would that all? need be on the, on the football? When it's, on, when it's, you know, fourth and goal from the one-yard oh. line, you got to put your dong on the line, knock somebody else's dick in the dirt. Exactly. That's, I get it. They do say okay. that. I Come on. It. Okay. I get it, Con. Hey, now, there was a 40 that was run by somebody. Oh, there was. <laughs> who's, who's that? Are you classic. That's a classic combine clip. We all know that. <laughs> who's? I see. Check it out. My memory Check is a little cloudy. I remember it potentially happening. Mm-hmm. He's a very good player. Ooh. Oh, so it sounds like you know the situation a lot better than. How I would do. you not know? How I, does anyone uh, not know? actually genuinely don't know? Yeah, I'm lost. I didn't you know have. until you, AJ. That's the immediate. I didn't remember. Who? Uh, one half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys Tone Diggs was not the guy. Okay. 12 uh, year <laughs> NFL vet and Super Bowl champion AQ Shipley was not the guy. Ah, Nine year NFL vet and host of Everything DB and NFL matchup. Yep, that's yep. right. And a man to man podcast. It was not Darius no. Butler. Mm. Okay, so 
What AJ seems like this it's is not a- my it's not my place to to publicize it anymore. But yes, it's not it's a compliment if you're running and your meat just falls out of your skivvies because it's too big. Oh, is this Frank Gore? I have nope. seen that. I nope. mean, that's incredible. Okay. Incredible. I'm not going. No I don't. Worse. I'm not speaking on it. I am not speaking Ooh, on it anymore. It's the ultimate compliment on. to this person, was but it? I am not. Congratulations to this person. I'm happy we're not doing it. San Antonio home, but I guess it is on the internet. A B. Wow. Uh, oh, it's A B, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, we will move past that conversation. I do not think it was A B. And before we get the generals, top five college football teams, we're having connection situations, which never happened. No, it never did. Ever. We're bl- we're blank on ESPN, I guess, because what? things went down. Really, it happened Friday too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. What the hell? Getting throttled. <laughs> <laughs> there's a chance. Honestly, there's a chance. Someone's throttled. What if what it's if somebody got so mad that our show got signed to ESPN? They're like, oh, they <laughs> think they're so smart. Mm. Oh, your show's so good, gonna go off without a hitch, huh? Is that right? Throttle, throttle it. Just right down. Honestly, we have never had these types of issues that have been happening. We have had them, like, a year ago. Yeah, not for a long yeah. time. And, like, you go through the studio and, like, connect it and get, you know, like, redundancy yeah. answers for mm-hmm. things. Now we have new redundancy on redundancy that's already been created because this redundancy, obviously, mm-hmm. is the right redundancy. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like none of them know the right answer. This is like that sign I used to have in the old office, the story of somebody, yep. where it's like everybody thought this guy named somebody was going to take care of something. Yep. And in the end, nobody took care of anything because everybody thought that somebody would do it for them. Mm-hmm. This is seemingly the issue that we're running into a couple of times. We would like to let people know that watch. Mm-hmm. We don't like it either. Yep. It's disrespectful to you. Mm-hmm. It's disrespectful to the people that are home, and we need to get it figured out. Yes, we do. With that being said, joining us now is a guy who has it figured out. Okay. That's right. Always. 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 Since day one. Always, all the ways. Mm Mm-hmm. This guy has a heating and air conditioning company in Columbus, Ohio right now. That's right. You call it, there's a chance he shows up and actually just lifts a new furnace right into your house. (laughs) That's right. Properly jocked, still works out with the Ohio State football team. Has a morning show in Columbus for four hours still every single morning talking Ohio State and college football. An absolute stallion, former NFLer, college football legend. Ladies and gentlemen, the general, Bob Carpenter. Hey, Pat, now let me tell you this. I know there's been some issues, and I think your conspiracy stuff might be right on point. I mean, you watched Hard Knocks. You saw Aaron start to expose all the aliens, and all of a sudden, dude, poof, and gone. Whoa. Think about it. Bubby. We're right there. Why'd you do that to me? Bubby's on to something. Bob, why'd you do that to me? Why'd you put it in here? You just put it in here. Now I got to think about it. I don't need that, Bobby. They're just trying to put a ceiling on you, man. Don't let them put the ceiling on you. got to burst through that thing. Yep. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bursting through these ceilings. Uh, speaking of doing that, I've had the incredible opportunity to having a front row seat to the biggest college football games every single weekend in the last couple of years. And re-diving into college football has been awesome. It has been so much fun getting a chance to experience the celebration and shenanigans of college football as a fan as opposed to a player that was going into these places and actually getting a chance to go learn the trip has been awesome. But we know that no matter what we say about college football will not be judged as harshly 
as your top five. Welcome back. We can't wait to hear the changes that you've made and who you have at your top five this week. And if you sit too close to the camera, there's a sun coming through somewhere. It looks like you got a bunch of white stuff on the tip of your nose. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to point things together, but there's going to be people that are saying Colombian Bam Bam is something that you tried. You need to stay back and get that thing off there. The General's top five for this beautiful week looks like what, General Bob? Well, here we go. There's a start at one. You want to start at five. Where do you want to go? With five. We'll start at five. We'll work our way up. We're going to start with number five, the Florida State Seminoles. Ooh. Making their way in. We talked about their big game that they were going to have against the LSU Tigers. They came out, and they absolutely dominated. Jordan Travis has been electric. You know, Last week, they smoked Southern Miss, and it looks like they got it done in the trenches. I knew Florida State had the skill position players. You thought they had the QB. But what they did in the second half against LSU was very impressive. Okay, so obviously Florida State seems to have the dudes, too, to go on a run, just like we've seen with another school this past weekend that battled in Tuscaloosa. I assume they're going to make an appearance. Who's at number four? Number four, I got Michigan. They're sitting in there. They've done a good job. They've played well thus far. J.J. McCarthy's throwing the ball well. Uh, Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, they've looked good. They haven't really played anybody yet, and that's what's tough early in the season is trying to figure this thing out. And So you don't want to penalize teams for looking as they should, or maybe playing average against you know some below-average competition. But Michigan is taking care of business. They're where they need to be. They're going to get Jim Harbaugh back here soon, and I think that should help them get on a run as they get into this Big Ten schedule. AJ, how do you feel about that from a school up north? Oh. I think that's Bob just showing that he's not uh, you know he's not a complete homer towards Ohio State. Now we'll see what number one is, but yeah, I think it's good to put Michigan in there. <laughs> Who's number three, General? All right, it's the game that you guys were at. And people have been saying this, folks, for the last 15 years. Texas is back. It has been the big mantra. So we're going to go with the University of Texas Longhorns. Congratulations, you guys, Texas. Oh, you fellas were at the game. I'm going to tell you, everyone wants to talk about Quinn Ewers and how great it was. Man, he can throw a phenomenal deep ball. But what it is, Pat, is you saw it up front. AJ, you saw those guys. Their front four, their defensive line. It looked like someone taped a T-bone to the side of Jalen Milrow's head. And those were just a bunch of hungry dogs out there trying to get after it, doing everything they could. Man, It was unreal in the second half what they were able to get done. Matthew McConaughey was on the sideline sending the vibes from the moon through his his horn, through his body, through his tricep that he was throwing out right there. Whenever he joined us, that Xavier Worthy touchdown Man. from Quinn Ewers right in front of us, that was an awesome moment. Yeah. Like, that was an incredible moment. Right there. I assume it's going to show up in something whenever he writes about because he's a big firm believer in like the oh, universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, putting things together. Manifesting things, yeah. What mm-hmm. an honor to be there. And uh, shout out to Matthew McConaughey's Texas Longhorn team. Number three in the country, says the general Bob Carpenter. Damn. I think they can go on a run, too. Yeah. Bob, they got the pieces to go, I think. They're big enough. Coach, they got everything that they need. They got the D-line. They've got the O-line. They've got a quarterback. You've seen the skill position players. This Texas team, I think they're going to win the Big 12. And if they don't make it to the CFP, they're going to have only themselves to blame because this is a team that is gassed up, Coach, and ready to go. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, hell Number hell two, yeah. let's go. We're going to go with the Georgia Bulldogs, Carson Beck-led team. They spoke <laughs> Fall State last week. They're the defending national champs, two-time defending national champs. They've got everything they need. Their schedule is going to be tough because we're not going to really get a chance to see anything from them for quite some time. So we're just going to have to continue to believe because you know what? 
man, they've been rolling for the last two years, and I'm not going to put them in the grave until they prove me wrong. Okay, so obviously they've won back-to-back national championships. Right. Mm-hmm. Still undefeated. Yes. Right. Yeah. Still have new quarterback, mm-hmm. same coach, though, same system, yeah. number two in the country. Obviously, he ain't. To get to number one on the general's top five, yeah. it ain't no easy task. No. Because at number one, it is? It is your one and only Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> okay. And until they do something to prove otherwise, they finally picked their starting quarterback. They've got Kyle McCord in there now. They got Marvin Harrison Jr. going. And listen, I know that we're talking about NFL first round draft picks, top three guys. I saw Pat Shador Sanders, NFL legacy coach. One of the best receivers of all time. His son is here, and he might be better than him. So they've got everything they need. His high school quarterback, Kyle McCord, now officially the starter. I anticipate they're going to be ready to go. And we're going to start to see this trajectory, Coach. It's going to be like a ski slope. Well, ski slope right to the top. With that light. Uh, the, uh, the way this whole thing started with that light. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking ski slope. The downhill skier. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I like that. What are you laughing at, Bob? Congrats to the Ohio State Buckeyes being number one in the generals poll now. He lives in Columbus, hosts a show in Columbus. And honestly, hey, Ohio State against the same Georgia team that won by 55 in the national championship, right? A lot of returning pieces or a lot of new parts? Because I heard that Ohio State fans aren't believers this year in this Ohio State team. It's it's the greatest tragedy of all. play high-level college football. Everybody expects you to be great every single week. Ryan Day has done something, and every year they get better and better as the season goes on. So I'm going to trust the fact that he knows what he's doing. He's had three first-round quarterbacks in a row. Kyle McCord will get there. It's going to take some time. they got to get the D-line going a little bit this week. But next weekend, man, they're going to be up in South Bend, Indiana, taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, which will be the premier game in all of college football in about 10 days. So I am super juiced for that one. Yeah, your top five is going to get tested by Marcus Freeman, Sam Harmon. I mean, they got a team up there, pal. All right, we appreciate the hell out of you, General. Great to see you. We missed you last week. You got time for my double shot? Oh, double? What? What? All right, listen, I got my double shot favorite, my double shot special this week because everybody's been in a situation where... Oh, the Vince Carter riser. Where's the riser, We got the riser with Vince Carter. This week it's going to be the double shot because, Pat, you go to get your buddy a drink and you come back and you're like, man, he needs to have a good time. You tell the bartender, make it a double. And they get something a little unexpected when they put that thing to their lips and all of a sudden, <laughs> bam, hey, who, who ordered me this? And that right there is the Colorado Buffaloes with everything they've done. They came out of nowhere this week, Coach. Two weeks in a row, TCU, then Nebraska. You thought that the first sip was, oh, okay, it's a little strong. Let me dive back in a little more, and that thing knocks you down. Shadour Sanders is thrown for 900 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions, and it's been basically flawless. Dude has been remarkable. I didn't think that they'd be cracking the top 25 this year, but, man, they got a tough schedule, and they might be in the top 10, and you might be walking with one leg shorter than the other after you get done drinking with them. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I love everything about Hell it. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, the general Bob. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby. Was- oh. Unreal. <laughs> I did not know that was coming. No. I obviously- great. So it's going to be different from a double shot? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like, I, I heard about it earlier. Like, hey. Uh, there's a double shot, and I was like, "No, I like the Vince Carter riser." It's perfect. And then you know they're like, "No, it's a double shot." I'm like, "No, I like the Vince <laughs> Carter riser." Like I respect Vince Carter, 
And then now his explanation, is that going to be every week? Hey, this no. week, this is the tight pants team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, time so. for tight pants. Yeah, you think you're comfortable, <laughs> but then all of a sudden it gets up to your waist and it's a little bit tighter than <laughs> yeah. you thought. This team will take you into the fourth quarter and go, is that what he's going to do? I, I like that he's exploring the space. He yeah, now he better do that. Creative. Yeah, Bob is, Bob's a very creative person, so I would assume he's going to try to come up with a new one every single week. And the more, the best thing is, the more we gas him up and let him know it's a good idea, I think the more he puts into it. I think the general's still on. Hey, general. Hey, baby, general. Way to go. Keep it going. Yes. Keep it going. Way to go. I'm going to try to explore the bounds of creativity. If you're going to give me a little <laughs> poetic liberty with this, Pat, I mean, I'll get some good ones here for you. Okay. You're uh, you're a warrior poet, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. His poetic yeah, liberty. Yeah, you know, that's the beautiful thing about your poetry. Well, <laughs> The best part is, you know, you see your guy, AJ, over there, Chief Crazy Horse. He was kind of a stiff in college. So when I had to order him drinks, oh, I'd have to go tell the bartender, pour it like it ain't yours, fill that bad boy up. And then he'd be like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I got the same thing. And I'd have to shovel him the heavy heavy pour, knowing that he didn't want to have a good time. Well, the, maybe the reason he didn't enjoy drinking. I mean, I'm just, I don't want to say yeah, this. Maybe. Could be that it just tasted so terrible every single time he went out. That might have been a part of it. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I do appreciate your friendship. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, the General Bob Carpenter. Yeah. This guy never wants to drink with me. Yeah. yeah. What the, the hell? Oh. <laughs> Shit. There's one of that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the yeah. best. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Coach. <laughs> Try to tell you, coach. Dude, so what happened? He wasn't able to connect his computer. Obviously, he went with his phone right there on his desk. Oh, uh, no. He had a voice changer on, and it sounded like, <laughs> hey, my name what? is Bob. Oh, yeah. oh, he, was doing, he couldn't he was hear doing weird stuff before this. <laughs> okay, so God. he's really taking some creative liberties. This guy has an auto tune, like he's T Pain. Yeah. Well, but uh, what do you. He tried to put you, did he get an app or something to change his voice? <laughs> Sounds like it, know. dude. What is this guy? What is he? He couldn't exactly. hear the show, though. Exactly. <laughs> he looked good, though. Yeah. yeah. Always. Oh, no. Have you seen him? He's doing like 50 pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did 40 at 40. Yeah. He ran 20 half gassers like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> celebrate his birthday. <laughs> 40th. That dude's a psycho. Yeah. All right. Um, what have we not covered today before we dive into the trenches to wrap this uh, thing up? Mm. I think there's... Um, Oh, yeah, here we go. This is a good story, I think, especially with the talk of the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Big Ben Roethlisberger, who is the host of an incredible podcast called Footballin', obviously number seven for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hero over there won a Super Bowl, and his last game at home literally got like a victory lap where the whole place cheered him out of the city of Pittsburgh. Now, there's people that aren't in Pittsburgh that view Ben Roethlisberger in a certain way, and that's always going to happen. But in Pittsburgh, let's let's go ahead and check. How do you feel about Ben Roethlisberger, Tone Diggs, Pittsburgh Steelers, diehard Yenzer? I love him. I'd take a bullet for him. Okay, that's mm-hmm. how they feel in Pittsburgh. And I will say, after listening to football and, mm-hmm. and learning a little bit more about him, it has been intriguing to kind of get to know this guy who's beloved by every one of my family members and friends. Me, not being around as much during his era, didn't fully get to see it. He chatted about Matt Canada and his inconsistencies. Ooh. He said, listen, Matt Canada needs to just let the playmakers make plays. He said, let's get a play that Kenny Pickett can at least get back on track with. If Big Ben's talking to Matt Canada and Matt Canada's not changing, are you a little bit worried about what this future looks like? Yes. Mike Tomlin is like one of the most loyal dudes of all time. It's not like he's going to make a change in the middle of the season at all if ben can't crack through who can tone yes been been worried for a, a few seasons now about matt canada i mean it's i love tomlin but at some point matt canada's terribleness is start is going to fall on mike and for him not pulling pulling the trigger on, on getting rid of the guy and there is one guy who could come in and save the team he's done it before he can do it again 
He can save the city. And that's seven. Seven comes in. And be the offense coordinator? Yeah. Whoa. That would be awesome. Just talked about quarterbacks calling plays yesterday. Literally yeah. yesterday, we said players uh, that are great. Now, they, whenever they're able to see the jumbotron and they're able to focus on what the defense is doing as opposed to having the ball in their hand. I mean, you saw Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield, was, who's not considered, no offense, Baker, might come someday, mm-hmm. but not considered as one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. He was able to look at the defensive coordinators and the defensive coaches and get the, their signals. And then at halftime, everyone was saying, imagine what Ben Roethlisberger could do if he could watch the defense, watch the Jumbotron, call a play for somebody else. Is that where we're at right now? Are we at the yeah. point of pushing for Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, the yeah. offensive We are 100% at that teams? point. And when Ben was, was best under Canada, when he was, he, when, when he was not paying attention to him <laughs> or in the two-minute drill when he was calling his own plays, even if the other team could hear him call his own plays, he was drawing him up in the dirt. He was yelling out, hey, wide receiver, you're doing this, you're running this. It was still 10,000 times better than what was going on when the Canada's plays were coming in the earpiece. What were you going to say, D-Bud, about it? Uh, when I was reading that, uh, that quote by him, put it back up, it was a lot of kind of what uh, Eli was saying about the young quarterbacks, about getting them some go-to plays, you know, get back on track, some staples, like, hey, you know, things aren't really going well. Let's go to some of my favorite plays and get some, uh, you know, like you said, get the ball in the hands of some of these playmakers. They got them out there. Pickens, you know, there's a lot of hype about that connection. Uh, going into this season, we saw some shots of him on the sideline looking mm-hmm. dejected. I'm sure he would like some more touches. Um, you would like to see some more explosiveness out of that backfield now down Deontay Johnson. That, that only gets tougher for yeah, a play caller. Yep. So, yeah, and we'll I, you know, preseason they looked good, AJ. Yeah. The team looked good. Very good. They were throwing good. the ball. Pickens had all these highlights. Uh-huh. Fryermuth was doing his thing. Warren was moving. Dosh. Everybody. Dosh it was like really. And then just the lights come on. They're Maybe playing. they just ran to a juggernaut. Though. Niners. Maybe yeah. that's just all that happened. Yeah, played the Niners, right? We got to remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, brutal start, but we talked about this too. I mean, you have a lot of time to prepare for it. Like, obviously, the Niners are going to be there in the end. They're one of the You can mess yourself up with that too, though, Con. You know that, probably. Like, when you have too much time, paralysis by analysis, where you just think you have so much time, you keep going into it, and you're like, all right, we just. We just thought ourselves out of this game because we thought we were too smart. Or, Orlowski put out a tweet that he uh, he thinks the Steelers are just running the same pass play just over and over and over and, and over. And well, I know Orlovsky. Uh, I know Orlovsky knows. That's right behind. It's coming up out of AQ's head. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Over. Like an AI. Was that a tweet? Why'd you make yeah. that face, AQ, whenever I said you know Orlovsky knows? Why was it? <laughs> well, just like that first uh, – the first time in the trenches came about was because Orlovsky knew that pass protection. That know? is how in the trenches <laughs> yeah. was founded. Yeah. it in the oh. trenches? Yeah. yeah, he doesn't even know it, I don't think. Well, mm-hmm. maybe he does at this point. He should. He, he does. We've talked about it, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I think we've chatted about it, he's chatted about it. But Orlovsky, friend of the program, friend of ours. Thank mm-hmm. you, Dan. We love Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, that that needs do. to be said. Like, So when we talk shit on Dan Orlovsky, it's like we're just talking shit Buddy. on a friend or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, he got a platform... And instead of doing some quarterback stuff, he actually just started burying an offensive line mm. for how they weren't protecting the quarterback. It was clearly hanging on the ball wrong and misdiagnosing some pressures. And AQ was still playing at the time. And he sent the tweet video and he said, like, I forget what the exact word is, but like, 
Pretty aggressive. Fuck Dan Orlovsky. Essentially. <laughs> and I'm like, what What do you mean? Because everything he was saying makes sense. And then AQ was like, yeah, but the center's on this. Mm. The ball's on this hash mark. And the linebacker's lined up on this particular shade in this way. So the actual call is this. Dan Orlovsky has no idea about that. That is not something that Dan Orlovsky would ever do. Like, screaming at me on the phone. Jeez. And I'm like, all right, dude. Well, when you retire, like, we'll just figure out a way to yeah. let people know that. And then, boom, in the trenches comes about. Mm-hmm. So, okay. shout out to Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Orlovsky. And you and him have become friends since then. For sure. Yeah, we talk. You think he's mm-hmm. wrong there, though? The- no, I think he's probably right because I think it's... Uh, we know about... What's the concept? Canada's is it the same past calling. concept? How was the Jets sweeps this week? Was there a lot? There was actually oh. the second second play of the game, my friend. Uh, who would have thought? Mm-hmm. What was that? You don't nah, like... Second four. I think I was watching it. I think Nick, we were at the Colts game, we were watching. Like, second and four, you get a good first down play. You go in jet sweep, you lose, what, three, four yards on the first drive again. Like, Why? And it's not his first time doing that. No. It's not like, hey, I've made this mis- I have never made this mistake before. You should see the concepts, man. They're crazy. He, he runs a slant, and then there's back out in the flat, and then he runs like a flood where there's like a 15-yard a, a out with the tight end about five yards. Um, that's you know, basically a lot of the – That sounds like a great yeah, – I drew up that play on the virtual reality football thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Which has a new era, right? Aren't you – That is pro, too. I am the voice of the offensive coordinator. Yes. Wow. Yep. You play defense, though. This guy's AI. Yeah. It's a human taking an AI job in the Oculus Arena. Love that. Gotcha. Love everything you're doing. Awesome. There, human. Good job, D, bud. Yeah. Hell yeah. Suck it, AI. What's the game called? What's it called? Status Pro. Status Pro. Yeah. And it's one with Lamar and the NFL affiliated. I've played it a few times. You draw plays, you throw footballs in there, you're in the Oculus. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. But I had no idea your voice was going to be on it when we got in there. Oh, That's yeah. an incredible thing. It's version three now. Two. Huh. Version two coming out, I think, the 28th, he said. And then we're actually having some conversation about how I can get. More involved. Oh! You're going into meta. You're going to be an Oculus there? I'm going to be an Oculus. What if you pop out there in the Oculus? Hi, I'm Derek. (laughs) I'm your offensive coordinator. And then, like, go to dap people up, too, with the... Mm -hmm. Good play. Got the hand thing. Yeah. Yes. You still planning, Nick? Hell yeah, dude. You call 10 times better plays than Matt Canada could ever dream of. Thank you, D-Butt. D-Butt. Matt will figure it out. He'll figure it out. I don't think so. Honestly, like, and, and while you were talking there and breaking down the concepts, and then AQ is a yinzer at heart, so he's obviously heard all of his family and friends oh. bitch and complain about Matt Canada, so I assume he's looked into it. He seems to be co-signing with what everybody else is saying, <laughs> so that makes me believe, now just as a human that I am, like, okay, a couple people that I trust have said, yeah, this is trash, and this is no offense to Matt Canada, who's probably a good guy, but like in the NFL right now, you got some super gurus with the offense and things that have changed and evolved and just little tricks and leverage concepts that you can use to help everybody in everything. If you're not taking advantage of that, and I know Dan Orlovsky has said this before, but it's real, like there's enough out there that if you're not taking advantage of it and your offense is completely inept, like it's malpractice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. And Mike Tomlin is going to be the one that's going to get judged by this. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin's resume is good enough. Mike Tomlin's going to be a Hall of Famer. But it is like one of Mike Tomlin's thing, which is a good thing is how loyal he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and how he takes care of his guys. Sure. And it's like, hey, it's like a college atmosphere and a family atmosphere here. It's like, I'll be interested to see how he handles this. Whenever it's continued to not go well, it's gotten loud. He knows they have a team, right? It didn't look like it against the Niners, but if you look on the roster, defense, good. You got the best defensive player in the world yeah. is what J.J. Watt's saying wow. about his brother. On the offensive side, Seemingly, Kenny Pickett can do it. We've seen it happen. George Pickens, one of the best wide receivers in the league. You got good backs, you got good offensive line. It's like, how long does Mike Tomlin sit there and say, my loyalty matters more than not getting the most out of this team that I am in charge of? That is something 
we'll all kind of sit and watch, I guess. I gave you that stat yesterday about uh, 400-yard games and how they haven't had one mm. since 2020. And they're the only team. Only team. Every other team has had at least three 400-yard total yard games. Pittsburgh Steelers have zero. Zero. What's the, what's the most success the, the, the Steelers offense has had under Matt Canada? What year was that? It was 399 yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. It wasn't but I'm saying, was there ever any good times in Pittsburgh for Matt Canada where you guys felt good about no. it? Ben's last year, they went to the playoffs, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it still it wasn't. It was bad. Remember, he was just throwing the ball every two yeah, seconds. Snuck yeah, snuck He had to get the ball out. Yeah. I mean, in seven, seven could make, make shit look like flyers, so. Amen. That's yeah. how they view him in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He put it all on the growth. put it all on the coaches, though. And he was yeah, doing all that two minutes. Belichick say, hey, good players make good coaches because you can call a lot of guys – Brady had a very simple system for a long time. We knew some of the shit he was calling. But yeah, did that work? He executed. Yeah. And Kenny did miss some throws Peyton. that he wouldn't normally Peyton miss, which a is a problem. But Peyton has the most interceptions in the history of rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. He coached at Indiana here the first uh, four years of his career. Shout out. Then he went to Northern Illinois with the running backs quarterback. Nice. Then he goes back to Indiana. Okay, he's quarterbacks and sure. passing game. And can we scroll? Scroll down. And then... He's still at Indiana, still at Northern Illinois, Wisconsin, NC State, Pittsburgh, LSU, Maryland, and then Pittsburgh Steelers. Boom. I mean, that's, that is a wild leap for old back I didn't know this was his first NFL gig. Yeah, and then um, – Couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, certainly something, though. Good luck out there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's right. We'll get it done. Could be just the Niners. you got to remember, let's take a couple phone calls, then we'll do it in the trenches, then we'll get the hell out of here on this glorious Wednesday. Oh, pretty big announcement. Ooh. Pretty big announcement. Um, on Friday, we'll be live in Boulder. Boom! Oh, okay. Come on. Yet another place where I don't believe we have that large of a following <laughs> if you read the stats on the internet. But First Take is going to be live out there in Boulder. We will be live out there in Boulder. I think some of the guests we are going to have on uh, pretty large. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're going to be on the business field uh, to all the people in Colorado that know that. And obviously, we'll do the whole thing. We'll have some giveaways, probably. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, have some good chatter. Uh, and we'll have a blast as we kick off a massive weekend for the Colorado-Colorado State game, where game day will be there. It's And I assume every human in the sports world is going to embark to beautiful Boulder, Colorado. So we'll start there Friday, AJ. Can't wait for it, pal. That place is on fire, man. It'll be cool to, to see that whole campus. I, I'm sure it's a big difference last year to this year of what it feels like there, especially on a football weekend. Yeah, I bet there's a little bit of buzz over there, mm, as yeah. there should be. They are remarkable. Yeah. A lot of fun to watch. Can't wait to get out there. Cannot wait. Pumped. I've been watching everybody that's gone out there over the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. staying on the sideline. It looks like a great time. Yeah. The scenes, like just the actual place of Boulder looks incredible as well. Which makes me say this, too. The team on the field has handled it. Okay? Oh, yeah. It's like back in the day with the USC. Yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. USC would have all these stars come in and the team handles it. Mm-hmm. There's teams that get a lot of accolades and a lot of hype and then they can't handle it and they stink. Mm-hmm. If these dudes weren't phenomenal right now, none of this shit would be happening. Right. Mm-hmm. So we got to remember that as we talk about everything that's coming around the team. We're honored to take our show and be a part of everything that's surrounding the situation. But what's happening on the field? Crazy. Insane. Yeah. This yeah. is a turnaround that is quicker than anybody else. And they believe, which is Dion's big thing, like, mm-hmm. do you believe? Yeah. If you don't believe, get the, hey, we're going to get you the hell out of here. Every coach says that, but he's been able to actually do that. They believe they need they need to dominate everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not like 
Yeah, the Pac-12 is the best it's been in a long time. You're going to have a lot of tough games coming up. Mm-hmm. Think about that Utah team playing against this yeah, team. Yeah. I mean, that's old school football. Oregon State playing against that mm-hmm. team. DJ Uyunglele, USC playing against Man. that football team. I mean, there's a lot of great – Oregon. I mean, there's a lot of teams over there in the Pac-12 that they're going to have to get through if they want to get to the spot in which they could potentially get to, which is college football playoff. But they believe they can. And after watching them, why not? Yeah, yeah. how can you Why not? not? Like – they have the mindset for it, the mentality for it, and I think we haven't even been introduced to some of the star players that they have on their roster at key positions. And we'll yeah. probably meet week seven, yeah. week eight. This Weaver guy, he, he's the guy with the dreads, yep. wide receiver. Ten. He's a yeah. beast, Dog. absolute beast out there. Didn't know he existed before this season. I assume there's numerous guys that transferred into Colorado mm-hmm. that haven't had their shot yet, but when they do, going to explode with the mentality that they yeah, have. Yeah, they're big uh, – Get uh, running back from Houston, McCaskill, who had 16 touchdowns last year as a freshman. He hasn't played yet because uh, of injury. But they have uh, six ranked teams left on their schedule. Pac-12 is a real deal this year. Yes, it's going to be a lot of primetime. Get a chance to go experience it. Yeah, I think so. This weekend's 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah, which is late kickoff. Interesting. That is a late kickoff. And I don't know anything and about them, but boy, I feel like they're going to beat the hell out of Colorado State. <laughs> yeah. And granted, they could have a bunch of great players. I'm sure they do. We're looking at the slate. Uh, for game day, and I have nothing to do with any of that. We have nothing to do with any of that. I think the backyard brawl was very close. Yeah, mm-hmm. Considered. It was very, very close. But it's like neither team, no offense, like no offense, hmm. Colorado has a chance to make college football playoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's what – if West Virginia had, let's just say covered against Penn State, I think. Sure. You know, just kept mm-hmm. it – Competable, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think it were competitive for sure. I think it would have been much more Pitt considered. Didn't Pitt didn't hold up their end of the bargain either. Bingo, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I didn't want to bury Pitt. I just want to talk for it. I will on Saturday, of course. We're <laughs> yeah. doing the whole thing, but like, yeah, there's a lot of West Virginia people that were like disappointed. Like, why aren't you coming to the backyard brawl? It's like, I'm like, I tried. I pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pushed like hell, and I think game day was very interested in me going back mm-hmm. to yeah. West Virginia, and I was excited to go back to West Virginia. But now it's like since they both. They had to go because this is the biggest story in college football. Gotta do yes. what you got to do. Exactly. But you look around the slate, it is. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The games, I don't want to say there won't be any upsets or magic because there always is in college football every single weekend. But as you try to project ahead, this particular lineup, not nearly as packed as other weekends in college football. And I would like to say, hey, college football, come on. Yeah. Let's go. Just let's we're signing massive network deals. I understand their strategy and who your non-conference games are because if you suffer a loss, you're screwed pretty much for the future. But as this thing gets to 12 teams in the playoffs, and it'll be a little bit more forgiving, I think, to teams that maybe lose a game or two. Let's make sure we stack these. Yeah, what do we say? Uh, That's strictly selfish reasoning, but let's make sure we stack these games every weekend. No more non-conference cupcakes, okay? No one wants to see that. No, I want Colorado, Ohio State. Exactly. Hey, Ohio State, sign Colorado game. Good news, though. They, they're talking about with the expansion, now that there's not just 12 and 14 teams, there's 16 and 18 teams in your conference, they're probably going to be playing like two more conference games. I think it's nine conference games is probably going to yeah. be happening or yeah. ten conference yeah. games going to be happening. So we're going to have a lot. We're going to have a lot. Yeah, like Bama, Texas, That every single year, like you mentioned upsets. I mean, that was a massive upset last weekend I feel like we were at. They were seven-point dogs. Wasn't it crazy, though, to think that Alabama was seven-point favorites, but – there were so many more question marks on the Alabama team yeah. than it yeah. was on Texas. Mm-hmm. That was strictly because it was in Tuscaloosa and Nick Saban's. Bingo. Area. Night game. We just have faith Nick Saban will be able to figure it out. And Sarkeesian's like, we are a really good team. Yeah. 
Really, really good team. <laughs> Would have beat them last year if Ewers didn't get hurt. Bro, they, they're big. It was quite huge. By him, too, though. Quinn Ewers coming into that game, and he, yeah. he, he dropped his nuts. Yeah, yeah huge game. Threw like three or three picks in a game last year. Yeah. Had like below 50% completion rate in one game last yeah. year. Some, yeah. He like had the Josh Allen thing where like his arm is so talented that he's just making throws that you shouldn't, and they weren't, it wasn't going well. Mm-hmm. It was like, can he rein that in a little bit? And yeah. I'm thinking he can. Yeah, he absolutely. Did. I'm thinking he can. He hadn't had a, healthy. Hadn't had a touchdown pass over 20 yards or something like that. I think Reese. Air yards, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Reese Davis came by and said right that. That was crazy. And that pressure in the building. Like, Arch Manning's coming oh. to Texas. It's not yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm the only option here. Like, I'm sure that was something, too, where it's if I screw up. And I, for, I think someone actually did say it. Like, he's two or three bad plays away from everyone just chanting Arch's name. Hey, very proud of you, Quinn. Yeah. yeah. You go, Quinn. How about Ohio State, though? I mean, Ohio State has had Joey Burrow leave, Quinn Ewers. He yeah. was there and left. Like, True. these guys can't get on the field at Ohio State and they go and how do you feel about Ohio State? Because whenever uh, yeah. Michigan was at four on the generals list, you got pissed. Yep. Ohio State at wow. one, obviously you got pissed. You went to Penn State. I mean, wow. can you not just have appreciation that the Big Ten is being represented in a big way because Penn State hasn't been able to do that for a long time? Is that happening this year, though? Is Penn State an actual team this year? Well, we had a conversation earlier. I think you're kind of jumping on this bandwagon a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. Well, I, I watched I like the entire game against West Virginia, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? All the mistakes that I've seen Penn State make in the past in situations – they're seemingly different this year. They're bigger, stronger, faster. quarterback's awesome. Quarterback is an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like he loves the football. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can James Franklin guide the boys to something bigger this year? Maybe it is the year they can do that. Maybe it is. And Michigan and Ohio State are obviously great teams. But I do think Ohio State doesn't have that quarterback they've had in years past. It might, uh, might be a little... AJ, Herbie, Herbie is talking about this. Uh, I don't know if it was on a call with him or on game day. To be honest, everything's kind of just blurring together <laughs> yeah. now at this point. But the Ohio State fan reaction to McCord after they win by 20 in the first game, he said it was, like, loud over there. And then I think one of his takes was they're expecting him to be C.J. Stroud right now, who is just the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. They forget that, like, hey, there's going to be development when a new guy comes in because it hasn't had to happen in a while or whatever. Is it still loud over there about McCord in Ohio? Is that always going to be the case? Not as loud. I mean, it'll yeah, it's like anything when they had – kind of two guys they didn't have an exact starter until basically yesterday or today yeah people if the first guy's not lighting it up completely there's people naturally will say hey wait why isn't this other guy in and so I think now it's all right that he's officially the starter but everything all that matters is the Notre Dame game coming up they want to see how they do against Notre mm-hmm. Dame they better go up there and and find a way to get a win. It's going to be a tough one. Notre Dame's good this year. Yeah, very good. Any win, good win, right, against Notre Dame? Win by one, uh, win by yeah, ten? I'd say. Win by one, yeah, that's that's a win. Ohio State fans will feel that way, though? Yes, absolutely. That's one of those games, I think. They're respectable team. Yeah. yeah, but uh, these Ohio State fans are bananas. Yeah, they're yeah. wackos, but I think they're, it's, they're all it's, it's awesome. Not all of them, obviously. We're not saying that. Herbie has done the entire 15% talk mm-hmm. and everything. It is all college football fans. Just letting you know, as somebody that picks against a lot of teams yep. every single week on a stage that is saying, hey, every college football fan will watch you, and then you'll have to pick against 10 teams. You will have to. Yeah. This is how it's going to go. There's a lot of fans that expect a lot and have a lot of passion, which is what makes college football great. But the Ohio State ones, like it does feel like they live and die with every single snap, and it's like if it's not perfect, you're taking happiness away from me, and I – I'm not going to let that particular thing fly. You can be out the door. We can get a next guy in there. And I guess that's just when expectations are bananas. That's what happens. Yeah, for sure. And I think with Notre Dame now, like the name always has been, you know, 
one thing, but Sam Hartman has legitimized yeah. them, and now everyone's kind of like, hey, Notre Dame's not just the same team where if they make it to the college football playoff, they'll end up playing a team from the SEC and getting beat by 40 in the first round. Like They could actually beat some people this year. They're very good. And Sam Hartman? One rib down. That's right. What? Where's yeah. it around his neck? Everybody else got all the ribs. He's got one less rib. Like Adam and Eve. Well, yeah, because you take the rib, right? Yep. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Different I reasons. Right. I wonder if he can do that, though. <laughs> that was to get to his no, baloney. He, I think he got the <laughs> rib good. up here taken, not down here. Who? Marilyn Manson? No. You got ribs uh, on your shoulder? Well, they had to relieve the pressure. You didn't watch the special by, done by Jen Love? Oh, no. It was a good I piece did. by Jen Love. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 there, the dre- the we, actually, tool. we watched it together. I, <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like I you didn't watch the, the The Alabama fans, they were not too keen on seeing this guy's too. bloody rib on this big. On no, this they big, weren't. Uh-uh. They were booing this dude. Oh, yeah. Jen Lotta was sure. telling like a cool story, and it was happening, and the band was like, <laughs> I laughed. I was laughing. I enjoyed it so much. I'm like, I appreciate you guys just being like, I don't care. Yeah. And get that bloody mm-hmm. rib off of my screen. Mm-hmm. And he said he wasn't wearing it this week because it was too sharp. Yeah, not yeah. on the field, no. Yeah, he said it's actually not that. You should use it. Fucking, you know, get some guy in the Achilles, you know, slash somebody. Hey, look at his beard, too. Yeah, beard, he hair. Beard. I mean, he's got to figure it out right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Marcus Freeman recruited the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. That was basically his answer. Smart. Whenever I asked him about, hey, I'm sure there was other teams that were asking for your services. Imagine if Alabama's got Sam Hartman. Right. I mean, Ohio State. How big is that running back? Huge. Estimate. Huge. Saw him after the weather delay take it for like like, oh yeah, First play. And they they will, too. They're not – Notre Dame not scared, even with Sam Hartman, obviously, and how incredibly talented he is, extended plays. They will – we're old school football. Bunch you in the mind. They will do that thing. Good O-line. Good teams. Good O-line. They want to win the Joe Moore Award this year. They said they're going to win it. They've won it a bunch in the last couple of years. Michigan, right? Right now? Yeah. Michigan. And the team that you got all upset about being ranked at number four. Who votes yeah. on that? Boo hoo. They lost a lot of guys, too. AQD's a vote for sure. Yeah, who does vote for the Joe Moore? Like, who knows a good O line? It's tough to know, like, what, like, especially individual O linemen who, who is good. Notre Dame's tackles projected as Joe number one tackle. Joe Walt. Number one? Number one. Ooh. Nice. Did you watch film on him? Do you believe it? Him and Penn State. I haven't tackle. seen much of him. What about yet. Penn State? I'll watch tackle. a little bit on him. Penn State's number two. The Olu Pashono. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he supposed to be like a top five pick last yeah. year? And he chose to come back. Yeah. 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 Wow. We all thought that was a bad idea. Big time. <laughs> Just thought it was a bad, bad. idea. Always a bad idea. Oh, we, but now we've all played. I don't know. And we, what's that? Maybe he likes college, though, for real. I've, I, haven't you talked to guys that got in the league? Like, man, I kind of wish I would have stayed actually another year. Yeah, not top three picks. Top no, one. yeah, no, yeah. It depends when you pick. <laughs> yeah, normally you can like find happiness in that particular part, you know. Well, I miss, yeah. oh, I miss the student union. Okay, build one in your basement. Yep. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> let's uh, you know, let's let's kind of take advantage of the situation that we're in, knowing that this situation in a physical sport, a combat sport, mm-hmm. a very injury laden sport. Mm-hmm. Let's take advantage of where we're at. But some guys aren't thinking that way, so I respect them. But every time they do it, I will say. I think that's a dumb decision, mm-hmm. especially if you can be a top 10 pick. Yeah. Like that is, that's just not normal. But old buddy might get better this year. Penn State, he might believe, he might have been the biggest believer in Penn State Maybe. this year out of everybody. Yeah. Hey, I'm willing to risk Coming back. $25 million yeah. to come back and do this. Good for him. Maybe this is the year Penn State's back. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Tough QB. test next week, but yeah. We'll Who see. they got? Fucking Hawkeyes are coming up to Happy Valley, baby. Ooh, I'm, glad, I'm glad it's at Penn State. I'm glad. McNamara's feeling good. Why? You guys don't like waving to the kids in the hospital? Wow. No, I just think that, that atmosphere, <laughs> wow. especially the night atmosphere at Iowa, is awesome. Yeah, I got a chance to see a game out there. It was 
crazy. Oh, yeah. No service. No. Nobody has any phone service. So everyone's locked in. You're literally, you can't, your Act. phone does nothing. You're sitting in the middle of all these humans in the middle of Iowa. Mm -hmm. you, you can't talk or hear anybody on your phone. So you're literally just in the moment. Yeah. It's like you take a trip back in time. It yeah. was awesome. Mm -hmm. wow. The Iowa football wow. experience was awesome. Fans are right here. You're yep. sitting on the bench trying to like pay attention. They're right there. Iowa doesn't get a lot of respect for that. I was going to say, yeah. Should get more. Yeah. We took the train there, too. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, there's oh, a yeah. train. Hawkeye that, Express, baby. Yeah. People were very boozed up on that thing. Oh, what? yeah. It was pretty cool. It was like we took a trip back in time. Checked into the hotel, and they handed us two beers right away. That's cold. It was awesome. Yes. Yeah, it was like standard hotel, too, not oh, yeah. like a trashy hotel. Right. It was like nice hotel, and they're like, uh, welcome to Iowa. Here's a nice cold beer, whatever. Well, I'm what, like, I, I mean, love this place. Yeah, people place. talk about it, but, like, it is true. Like, with no professional sports team, like, those games on Saturdays, like, it might as well be an NFL game because, like, that's all people care about. So, is it night game? Iowa at Penn State it is yeah Ooh. okay so in December there's no night games though in Happy Valley is that what I heard it's a great question it's because I don't it's know impossible because it's impossible to travel yeah allegedly a big part of the NBC Peacock conversation huh. about what games they get for prime time on Saturday because Fox isn't going to give up a lot of because remember Fox owns all the Big Ten TV rights the former Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, Warren, Warren who's now at the Bears, yeah. basically said, hey, job. I would like to <laughs> – he did a great job too. Yeah, he said, we're not playing football because you're your first guy I say that in Ohio. They, that's where the general was born. Right. Well, yeah. Actually. So, so the Big Ten commissioner actually goes to Fox and says, hey, there's a lot of money for football happening right now. Is there any way I can sublease some of the games that you guys have under rights and give them to another network as these platforms are trying to build. Good business decision there. Now, did he tell the truth on which games he was allowed to potentially sell the rights to from mm -hmm. Fox to every network that was potentially bidding on that? Who knows? There's different stories, rumblings behind the scenes of what some places thought they were potentially getting, what they actually got. And then as that conversation started to brew about like, oh, there's not a lot of Ohio State games, not a lot of Michigan games. There's not a lot. There's a lot of Northwestern Illinois games yep. potentially available. Mm -hmm. Rutgers. And, and then it was like, oh, well, Penn State's going to be a big part of this. And then the conversation started like, in December, though, there's been rules made, I think, by your university wow. about not having night games because of how hard it is to travel in December with the weather and people having to get in and out of there, I think was something that was kind of being wow. being chatted about. Makes sense. That's crazy. Yeah, because it's impossible to get up there, right? It's impossible. And then plus all, I mean, obviously in December, you can get, heck, you can get snow in November. You can get snow in October up there, right? It's it's tough to get Why'd you go there? there? Just because of the prestige of what Penn State was for a long time? How's the campus? Is it a good campus? Campus is awesome. Great party school. Great party Good school. times. Great mm -hmm. times. And, and then, Sandusky recruited you, right? Relax. And then... <laughs> And then, <laughs> I thought that was one of the reasons you like you like the cut of his chip. He was yeah. what well, he, he was on the other side. I think he was deep, uh, linebacker. I thought he did linebackers and O line. Ah, uh, well, well, he might have. He, well, well, he you a D lineman. Come around. My name is a D lineman. Oh, oh, so it was. Yeah, they were your linebacker. No D line, but they, they have an outside. They stand you up. No, I wish I would be now. Well, I don't know. You're probably looking like kicker punter right now. Mm -hmm. You think? Yeah, you and Kevin Kelly would have had a joke. Wow. There's Joe Buss saying. Look at that you. hair. Hey, Kush, we love you. <laughs> hey, Kush. That's a Joe Paterno <laughs> yeah, said. Yep. He's a great shenner. I was big right there. Oh, his high school? Yeah. Trying to get big, or was this after uh, basketball season? After basketball season. Probably, 
Three hundred ish. You were just bullying people in the paint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine trying to get a rebound around yes. that fridge. Guys, Hall of Famer, actual oh, yeah. Hall of Fame high school basketball player. Yeah. This thing. This thing. This thousand it. points, right? Legend. Oh yeah. Let's yeah. go to the phones. Congrats to you, and congrats to Penn State. But yeah. I think they were. That was the plan for NBC. Was like, all right, we'll do a lot of Penn State stuff. Yes. And then it came up a conversation that it doesn't happen. This is from 2009, huh. so it's a it's a bit aged. But it was a whole conference. Uh, like it was a Big Ten rule that November, December, no night games. Okay, so it wasn't Damn. just Penn State. It was the whole which. That makes more sense that that came up in conversation because NBC got primetime games for Big Ten, and yeah. it's like, well, actually. We we don't do this. So we actually have a mandate. Yeah. So, gotcha. No primetime games. Mm-hmm. So that's what you got sold. <laughs> so good luck out there. Have we checked out the NBC setup? We're two weeks into it. Have we? Yeah, we watched. Uh, I don't think I've seen one it. One time. Watch some of it. Who we got? They got Castle. Castle. Yeah. M. Rob. Maria. And uh, Joshua Perry. Yeah. He's not State mate. I thought Collinsworth's on it too. Or he's calling. Now Jack so, calls the Notre Dame game. Okay, that's okay. with Jason Garrett. Bingo. Yeah. He didn't start. Uh, hey, Jason Garrett. I don't listen to a lot of the Notre Dame games. TV on, not listening, though. No, would. Like Jack, like Jason, whatever. Jason Garrett on that Football Night in America, no flubs. No. No, he's pretty good. He's. I think he's good. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people that hold his. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. The clapper. Against him yeah. from whenever he's the Dallas Cowboys coach and how the whole thing ended and how the whole thing went. On TV, though, I think Jason Garrett is a weapon. Made for TV. I, I think so. I think he was – I think he's very good on Football Night in America. Cowboys and then in for the Giants, like, so he's not used – I mean, the bright lights don't bother him at all. Like, I think he was kind of made to do that. Pretty good player, too, right? Yeah. Backup quarterback. Yeah. Jason quarterback. Yep. Former head coach. Obviously got a ton of football on it. So, the longer you do it, Better he gets. So I'm smoking Stokes out at the uh, with the boys out at the Pro Bowl too. Love that. So I think yeah. he's like a human too. Guy. That's why every time you see him on TV, mm-hmm. like, look at that robotic fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Is that a human? Why is that human like that? And then he starts getting on a microphone. It's like, oh, good guy. We yeah. should do this. I like this guy. I do. I, I do. I do like this a lot. He was always just trying to be the positive guy, which I think he's remaining on Football Night in America. I think they're doing well. The game day thing that they're doing though, they're, those people are there all day, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, good luck out there. Yeah, Keep it going. Good luck out there. Some of those college parking lots, I'm like, hot. Oh, very hot. Yeah. I mean, very, very, very hot. Next week, I'm going to get a good dose of it with Notre Dame, Ohio State. Mm. You're going to hear it then. That's, by the way, that would probably be one of the <laughs> game day sites we would think that would be. Oh, there's a couple big ones next week, but yeah, probably. Oh, man. That would be great. Because the, is the week after Notre Dame, USC? Or is that two weeks after? Well,. I don't know. Because they got a couple. All I'm thinking about is logistically. That's a 20 minute flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bingo. That, Bingo. Is, that is yep. right there. Probably fly home, sleep. Yeah. Probably drive home, sleep. Mm-hmm. Still wake up and catch the game later that night. Oh, my. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, I was looking for it because Clemson lost. So Florida State, Clemson, not as big now. Nah, you don't have to worry about that. Colorado, Oregon. Oh, that Ooh, might be. Damn. And that is, is so that far. Eugene? Yeah. That is so far. Coach Corso talking about going to Colorado mm-hmm. was a funny thing in the middle of the pick segment. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State, Notre Dame, Colorado, Oregon. Those are probably the. Oregon was beautiful so far. It is so far. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Top left. You forget how big America is yeah. until you're just still on the plane. Right. You know, <laughs> still on the All plane. All respect to Colorado and Oregon. Ohio State, Notre Dame's fan bases are. Yeah. You got to go to Notre Dame. Yeah, but that Colorado, Oregon one, Matt, I guess. Notre Dame, Ohio State, massive yeah, implication. Yeah. Top well. 10. Yeah. Right. Happy I don't have to make the decision. Let's go to Kevin in Fort Worth on the phones. What's going on, Kevin? 
How we doing? Keep it moving. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a, I got an idea for Jim Ursay to uh, improve the halftime show. Uh, the Carolina Panthers figured it out a couple years ago with the mixed reality Panther jumping up yeah, and down so the stadium. Love that thing. Uh-huh. I want Takate mixed reality yep. swimming around, and yep. then he jumps out of the stadium Jeez. to the Titanic Jeez. theme song. Okay, no free. Kevin, word. thank you for that. Might cost a little. I hope Conti's listening. I'm calling him. Yeah, that would be sweet though. If you saw Takate. Gliding through the, the fake water. Me? I don't know how often this happens on an ESPN program. I'm calling the head PR guy for the Colts right now. And then it ascends to heaven. <laughs> yeah, or, or then like no, Moby what if it, Dick What if it shoots jumps it? out of the window and lands in the 757 that Jim Irsay? Oh! There we go. Airbus Beluga. It's real. They oh. flew a Beluga in there. Do they have any kids? Oh. oh. Takute? Any baby whales? Well, out of talk no, they, they also killed themselves when Taki Day died. They didn't have room to have sex. Oh, no. This is You're unbelievable. Right. Definitely awesome. not enough room. I mean, what's he doing? Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, well, well, well. Wow. So busy. What hole did he crawl into? Hey, hope you're happy, Conti. Unbelievable. The world... More specifically, your fans aren't going to get a chance to see Takate swim one last time. Son of a bitch. I'm sure Jim Irsay will be happy to hear that you just hung up on an idea that will glorify yeah. Yeah. Lolita. How about that? Hey, Good should... luck keeping your job, Conti. Yeah. Maybe we should just call Jim. Good call. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Good call. Can't abuse that. Can't yeah. abuse that yeah. one. Let's go to Adam in St. Louis. Uh, Adam, what's going on, pal? Hey, man. Uh, currently in St. Louis and uh, six years in, no NFL team after my Rams left me. If I could have some advice on a new NFL team to pick, and no Chiefs, Patriots. I'm not a Chiefs fan. Who you? Who have you picked up? Chiefs. Who who have you picked up? Who have you been cheering for? Uh, my uncle is from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, so he's been trying to push me to become a Steelers fan. So I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just been riding with my fancy team, the Six Niners, right now. Okay, well, not a bad choice either of those teams. Yeah. You know what? I think a team will choose you, Adam. You don't need to. Uh, you don't need to choose a team, right, AJ? Yeah, of course. Or just pick a couple players you like to watch. Watch them. Yeah, but he sounds like he wants to be a part of No, nah, he should be a Steelers that's, fan, honestly. If you want to be like mm. if there's a place that is more of like a community family type atmosphere yeah. as a fan, it's the Steelers. As someone who's rooting for a team right now, don't pick one up. Sundays are much better when you don't have a squad root for. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like me. Have well, 60. Yeah, no, have don't 10. don't be like yeah, that, dude. Fooled, you know? That's uh, terrible. Gump, so the doll fam, the fins up community does not claim I'm Darius? Is that what you you're just saying? can't have six teams, dude. It's not fair. It's not right. Yeah, D-Butt's watching, Dolphin. you know, Chargers, Life's not fair. Dolphins, and he's just celebrating every single touchdown because he wants both teams Great to win. Sunday. He's on the, Dog e- fight like the, the Eagles. Maybe oh, yeah. Out. Hey, Herbert, yeah. yeah. That's actually not that bad of an idea, no. especially yeah. if your two teams put on the best, sh- yeah. best show of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. 36-34, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bang. Down the last, last play, pretty much. Had to dial it up, get him on the ground. Could you imagine if the Chargers were playing against any of those teams that just play, played like complete crop? They probably have a weekend where it's like 40 to nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they probably play incredibly, and we have a completely different story about it. Now it's like, is Brandon Staley ever going to, you know, figure it out? Because they just so happen to play one of the three teams that played very, very well, and they were the fourth team, but it won't get – you're not out on the Chargers yet, right? No. No. I mean, Staley, big year for Staley. Said it coming in this season. Ooh. Big year for Brandon Staley. Sounds like he's out on he's the He's out, coach. yeah, sounds like he's yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, more in on the Dolphin? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a front That's runner. That's good, Gump. There you go. 
Welcome home, Debo. You guys won his affection. You guys won his affection on Sunday. Welcome home. They're a very welcoming bunch, too. Yeah. The Dolphins fans? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they're are active. not. They're awesome. They're in the streets, my friend. They're an active bunch. Oh, yeah. I respect the hell out of them. I will have to honestly say, though, the best NFL fan base is the Steelers fan base. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah they're everywhere. Every, every place has a Steelers bar. Like, it's it, that's definitely the best. Every game has a Steelers jersey in the crowd. Yeah. Like, it's nuts to see that they're everywhere. Well, Yenzer's... Like, if you walk through an airport, yeah. you will know exactly which flight is going to Pittsburgh. You know, there'll be hundreds and hundreds of flights. You're walking by gates. You're going to get your luggage or whatever. You cannot look at the screen and just look at the group of humans that are getting on a plane and be like, that one's going to Pittsburgh. Now, this one, going to a warm weather climate somewhere. This one here, oh, that must be international, seemingly. That one... Those motherfuckers are going to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. It is just the most obvious thing of all time. There's a look, there's a feel, there's a vibe, and there's definitely some sort of Steelers gear. Oh on yeah, you have to fly, somewhere. You have to fly with one of the or team's tattoos. logos or, or Steelers or tattoos. One, De- def- definitely Steelers tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in the blood. Like you have college to travel fans. with black and gold on. They are like college fans. It's a college fan base. You're right, AJ. That's why you said the old cuz to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah, if you're right, if you're on a flight it, like and you don't even know it, you could be. You're like, oh, why is there? 85 people here wearing Georgia shirts. Oh, because we're going, because Georgia's playing a game, or whoever they're playing this week, wherever they are. It is very similar to that. And the thing about colleges is how many people go to Ohio State total? I think like 50K undergrad. Jesus Jeez. Christ. That's every year. 40, it's yep. churning out. 40, 50. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's alumni everywhere. That's the thing. They spread out. And for Pittsburgh, I do believe the story is the reason why Steelers fans are everywhere is because, you know, people working in Pittsburgh in mills, steel mills. Mm-hmm. They move those things across the country to continue to expand. So a lot of Pittsburghers basically got picked up, uprooted, and moved to other places. Mm. And that became a big-time Yinzer expansion into the United States of America, yep. which made America better, obviously. Amen. And created America. Yep. You're welcome. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. Yinzers. Oh, you're welcome. Massachusetts created America, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you guys certainly just were a pit stop up there. Oh, well, the we were the first pit stop, if you will. Yeah, just a little yep. out the gate. You know, like where Bingo. they put the horses into the little things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes in here, you're in the thing, and then, and then right to Pittsburgh, and then everywhere else. Well, guess what happens when those horses run? They come right back home. They finish where the gates open. And then what happens to them? And then they get shot in the fucking Jeez. head. Jeez. It's a tough business. It's a why? tough business. That's the reality. We don't know why. We never understood it. Don't yeah. ask us. We're just telling you about well, the truth. break their leg, they're not going to rehab them. That's why. Arts and crafts doesn't come together without any glue, huh? Let's go to the fence. Let's go to Roman in Virginia. We don't like it. No, I hate no, it. This don't. is not us Do promoting. they really use got- horses to make glue, though? Is that I, real or is that I, an old wives' tale? I, I, I don't know if it's – yeah. I think it's just one of those. Okay. I think at some point probably it was a part of it. Yep. But I believe we've read on the show that it's yeah. no longer. Yeah. I've also been seeing a lot of horses laying down lately. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I told you and you guys haven't. It's important to remember the glue has been around much longer than modern technology, of course. In the past, glue was made from animal-based collagen and traditionally obtained from horses. Boom. But now other animals such as cattle and pigs are more commonly used. We're wasting bacon on glue? Are you kidding me? Not a good choice. Well, there's going to be people that are mad that we even read that. We would like to let you know, we ain't making a glue. No. no. We're just letting you know what's happening. Just talking about it. Okay. We we have no cattle, no pigs, nope. no horses. If, no. if you're a vegan, it, are you technically a vegan if you use glue? Well, and also, like you wear a, not a leather belt. Let's say you wear a string belt. At some point, though, something's going to be glued to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. 
I never thought about. What that. about like sandals? A lot of sandals, I think, in the vegan community. Like, yeah. Somewhere there has to be glue right from the bottom of the thing. To the, to. I think. Unless they're using rubber cement, it could. Oh, that's what they're using. I wonder where that. Well, comes what's rubber from. cement have in it? Uh, we can Google. Probably like swans or something <laughs> even more majestic. Hundred percent sustainable materials. <laughs> we can certainly Google. I mean, <laughs> this is a real thing. We need to help the vegans out. Might yeah, be talking day. We need to let them know. I haven't even thought of that. <laughs> could see whales oh, yeah. being rubber cement. I don't know if there's enough of them. There are vegan friendly glues. Oh, there's okay. Oh, okay, uh, I bet those okay. work. <laughs> Come on, Elmer's, Elmer's, Elmer's and Gorilla Glue are both vegan friendly. Wow. Okay. Hey, and they wow. do. Both of them work very well. Rubber cement, cow gum, Boom. okay, is an adhesive made from elastic polymers mixed in a solvent such as acetone, hexane, heptane, and toluene. Toluene is a quality solvent. Is that cleaner? You use that as a cleaner? Yeah, it's very good stuff. That guy used to paint ships out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, a man that didn't paint ships, we don't assume. Roman in Virginia, last call of the day. What do you want to talk about? Hey, Pat and boys. Don't want to talk about glue, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> as a pale white joke, out here. Uh, in Virginia, Pat, gotta commend those that left bicep man. Had a lot of vascularity in there. Love to see it. Love to see Love it. This guy. Nice. Thank you, Roman. Uh, uh, and I don't want to be a, a terrible transition to AQ's uh, trenches, but I gotta ask AQ in particular: What are the Browns going to do with with Jack Conklin going down this year? I mean, that's a tough loss early in the season. What do we do? It's a great question. We got the mountain of a man from Ohio State moving in at right tackle. He's obviously a little bit of a drop-off just because he's younger, but I think they'll speed him along. Still top two, top three offensive line in the, in the NFL. And wow. also, we love Chubb. I saw him on the sidelines a couple times. What is he doing there? Very weird. What are we doing? Put the guy on the field. Stefanski's trying, trying to get shit game. Protect him? Well, he tried to get Baker. I yeah. don't know. Right. That was an awesome moment we revisited there that I did not expect to revisit on this particular day. But as I'm trying to set the Baker Mayfield table here, I that was awesome. Hey, uh, Coach Stefanski, do you think Baker's accuracy is potentially affected by the brace that he's being forced to wear? Absolutely. Yes, it's definitely main hard. He can't all follow through. It's very uncomfortable. We understand that he's battling through some stuff, and we appreciate him. (laughs) Two days later. He drops back against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense with TJ Watt and the boys. It threw for like 50 times. Yeah. Had Nick Chubb on his sideline. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's trying. Yeah. This guy's trying to make this guy look bad, seemingly. The other thing, too, is that playoff one they had, that they've the only playoff one they've had in the Stefanski era, he wasn't even coaching because he had COVID. Oh, yeah. So he wasn't even on I the remember field. That. Remember, they wouldn't let him because nope. yeah. we pitched the idea. Let's put the guy in a Pope mobile, mm-hmm. okay, from his house, walks in the back, sitting in the glass. Yep. Driving from Cleveland to Pittsburgh, nobody, just him and his terrible COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then put him in one of those uh, suits, Bubble yep. hazmat suits. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of those hazmat suits. Have him walk his ass up to a suite in the in Heinz Field at the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heinz Field? Yeah. yeah. Into, What's it now? The into Heinz Field. Akersher. That's an interesting name. It is. Michigan-based company. Oh, wow. The owner, you know the creator of the companies from Pittsburgh. So. Okay. All right, we're using you guys for tax benefits you, probably. You <laughs> made that up. You <laughs> totally made that up. Nick? I honestly don't know. Oh, that's Uh-oh. A Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Anyways, why couldn't he walk in Akersher in a hazmat suit, go up to a suite, they kind of tape it down, mm-hmm. and then he's able to call plays? I never understood why they didn't let that happen. No, it made no sense. Why no. wasn't there enough bobbing and weaving through that whole COVID? Yeah. Thing? Oh, I'm not getting into it. That was that. I just asked a pretty open-ended question there. Yeah. 
I mean, Fauci did say. Right, yeah, there it is. He <laughs> said the other day, he said we don't need masks. Did you see that? Babyface turn on the Fauci. Yeah, I saw that. And? Or maybe he's finally telling the truth. Well, Science. was he calling this winter the winter of death again? Well, that was certainly alarming. When he canceled Christmas and said everybody's going to die, that was certainly a time where I was like, bud, you need to throw a better opening pitch than that if you're going to say this type of stuff. Yeah, well, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> need you to do it. But I did appreciate him saving all of our uh, attempting to. We did appreciate. Uh, yep. Way to Ever? go, Fouch. Thank you, Dr. Fouchy. Way to go, Fouch. <laughs> Boy. He made a baby first turn, though. Said, yeah, he did. We're not doing a mask. Come, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, that was a hell of a Wednesday. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you had a good time. Uh, Darius Butler will be leaving for the week because he's got to go film that show you guys should Yep. Watch. That's right. Up, can't hey, wait. AJ, what's the name of the show? NFL Matchup. I actually caught some of that in the hotel it was on. Hey, appreciate you, AJ. Boy, Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Lopez, change the channel. Darius Butler on NFL Matchup. That's, That's Hotel TV, baby. Mm-hmm. Debo, you want to do a shot to give away something or what? Let's do it. What, what do you, you want to do? You want to shoot? You want to throw? You want to golf? What? Uh, been doing a lot of golfing. You have been yeah. doing a lot of golfing. I golf? Fuck okay. it. All right. Well, yeah, his jumper was not what it was, I think. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yesterday he was shooting around. He was like, I You can't shoot anymore? Uh, I ain't, you know, I'll shoot. What you want me to do? Something no, I'm you. just saying Connor just said you can't shoot. He'll drain it. He'll drain it for sure. Well, we'll see. Uh, you're shooting from up here? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should. I mean, Debut missed his men's league final and the team lost, so. Oh, no. People are not happy with him. Oh, in South no. Hold Florida. on. We got to figure out what we're giving away. We got to figure out. That's a long shot, bro. Connor said you haven't been shooting at all. Your men's league team lost. Yeah. So I think if you make this, obviously, 15 people, $500. Wow. Retweet this post Ooh. and say something nice to somebody in the same exact thing. Now, you obviously have to tell us the most efficient and easy way to pay you electronically, whether it's Venmo, Cash App, right. PayPal, whatever it is, right. in that same response mm-hmm. as well. But go ahead, D-Butt. Spread a little happiness, a little joy, some compliments, and also get 15 people, five. Oh. oh. That was good. I thought, I thought it looked good on the back. Tracking. Yeah, it did. Look good. All right, on this one, 12 people, $500. All you got to do is make this shot. And when he does, all you got to do is reach. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, 12 people, 500 Oh, man, what I tell you, he's going to break your scooter. 10 people here. Nope, 10 nope, people. Nope, too late. Don't 10 do people, $500. If Darius Butler makes this shot and you treat. This hoop. Hold up. Oh, hold up. Okay. Hold up. Change hold up. it up. 12. It we'll up. go back to 12. Yeah. Yep. Shout out for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a little flat. Oh, oh boo-hoo. This yeah. guy making excuses already. All right. 12 people. $500. If Darius J. Butler can make this moonshot from the stage. Far hoop. Oh. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Keep on bonus ball. Bonus ball. If you can get that from the stage. You left the stage. Oh, no. Floor's lava. Every ball is a bonus ball if you just want to go out on the court. No, this doesn't count. Well, who shoots? Well, I mean, for putting. <laughs> ten people. We got to do ten people. Okay. Ten people. Five hundred dollars if Darius Butler can drain this. Uh. No, Watch out, Bill. Bill. Oh, bonus Bill? ball, bonus ball. Bill might be intimidating over there. Yeah, he might be. Bill, and t- he is the intimidating. Pointing brother. that camera at you. How many people? How many? Done. How many people you think should win? You make is it a tough shot? This is a tough shot. It's a tough shot. Ten people. Jeez. On his yeah. eighth shot? All right. Okay. Ten, well, well, first shot, first shot. Ten people. Five. This oh. wasn't meant to be. But you need to put more under it, son. Ball. <laughs> Every ball's going the same place. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
10 people will win $500 on this Trenches Wednesday that had J.J. Walt stop by, Eli Manning stop by, Bobby Carpenter stop by, A.Q. Shipley was here. If D-Buck can drain this moonshot, 10 people, $500, who retweeted it. Oh, buddy. All right. Thank you. You got to put more into the ball. This is a great first week. Yep. This is a great first week. This is a great first week. All right. We'll bounce back. Don't play basketball anymore. Oh, oh, that was close. Yeah, you got that Tough aim right. You got that aim right and throw it. Well, sorry, nobody was nobody wins. Maybe tomorrow. Right, shame. The real winners are those who watch NFL matchup. That's right, man. Set your alarms, two fifteen a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. Saturday night. Whoa. That's right. Whoa. You know the thing is, Colorado's playing Colorado State ten p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Okay. After that game ends, if there's a double overtime. NFL matchup should start immediately upon that game end. Yes. Roll right, right into it. Okay? Just right into Darius Butler late night. Mm-hmm. And then we will see you back in here on Monday, right? Yep. You're the man. AQ, great work. Diggs, great work today. Thank you. Talks the table. Fantastic job. And in the back, you boys are crushing it. There we go, boys. Bill, good photos. Mid on the phones. And everybody that watches, you're the greatest humans on earth. Thank you for allowing us to do this for a living. We will see you tomorrow. We're in Boulder. On Friday, live. Be a friend, bring a friend, so we're not out there alone. Goodbye.